You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, and welcome back once again to everybody listening right around the world, wherever you are hearing my voice, as we bring you an episode on Australian Survivor. That's right, we did promise you that we were going to be covering season six of Australian Survivor. We're eight episodes in, and here we are. We're going to get straight into it to cover all eight episodes. Well, just kind of where we're at at the game really right now. And we're not even really going to muck around right now. I kind of uh, got straight into my introduction with our guest this week. That is Matt Dyson and Anita Burkett from Season 5 of Australian Survivor. And great chat, great recap, and everything else in between with these two fantastic people talking about the state of the game, their season, and answering your listener questions as well. That's a mini introduction from me. You're about to hear another introduction from me as well. So I'm going to hand myself over to myself. It is a lot of fun to be back here on the Oz Network to be able to cover Australian Survivor. We said to you uh, over the last few weeks when we sort of caught up on some other Survivor episodes and brought you back some goodness, some guests and everything else in between that we were planning on bringing back coverage of Australian Survivor. We haven't done it in two years, not since season four. We sort of missed last season and it's kind of ironic in a way. I don't know if that's the correct way to put it, but we've got two people from the season that we missed on the show tonight to be able to talk about the current season of Australian Survivor. We're eight episodes in. It's been quite enjoyable. There's been a lot of stuff happening and plenty to digest and talk about. And on the line, as I said, from season five of Australian Survivor, first of all, a man who is familiar. We had him on a couple of weeks ago and he's back. The first boot from that season, Mr. Matt Dyson. Matt, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Ben. It's a pleasure to be back so soon. And also back on the show, well not back on the show, she's never been on the show before, but it feels like she has, because she is that type of person. Uh, also from the Contenders Tribe, a pleasure to welcome to the show, Anita Burkett. Anita, welcome to the Oz Network. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I I, I am I am honoured to have you here. I'm always, uh, you know, honoured to have anybody we haven't had on the show before and sort of uh, we, we planned on doing this and Matt kind of suggested, like, hey, would you like to get Anita on? I said, of course not. I uh, don't want her. I don't like her at all. But then he twisted my arm and here you are. <laughs> so... Um... <laughs> I know. He's really good. How was he the first boot? I don't know. Why did you vote him out, Anita? <laughs> well... Oh, do you, do we have, will we go there, Matty? Oh, come on. I'm you go the there. I, I want to know. <laughs> I've been asking this question for 12 months. Oh, Matty. Look, I love him. Um, so, look, from my point of view, I remember sitting beside him on the truck and I just thought, I can't trust that guy. I just had his feeling. I just had this little initial thing and I was like, oh, he looks shifty to me. He looks shifty to me. He had this serious look on my face, and I'm sitting there smiling, taking in all of you, <laughs> looking at everyone. Everyone's like, checking everyone out. And I looked at Maddie, and I'm like, oh my God. Mm. All right, there you go. But now we're great uh, friends. And we say all the time, Maddie, if you'd only come and had a chat. <laughs> You know, who knows? <laughs> if, if we had more, if we had more time, Anita, I know, got no doubt we would have made it to the end together. But oh, I, have, I have to admit, I did love Anita's line at at the vote when she vote, uh, cast the vote for me, and she said that the reason was because uh, she thought I was a, a strategic player, and um, that's did. why she was get my vote. It's one of my favourite lines in that episode, and uh, there's definitely no hard feelings. Oh, thanks, Maddie. I've um. <laughs> I bought him a beer to apologise and all. But, look, you know, you really are, Maddie. I I did really think that. Like, you know, you're sitting on that truck and you're looking around and, you know, sure, like we had Steve, you know, was definitely 
you know, up there to be. But you just, I don't know, I just thought he was, looked like a strategic player and I thought that's going to be my strategy, to, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my, my moves. I thought I've got to get these guys out. So. Wow. Yeah. And here you are a year later talking to a random podcast yeah. host in New Zealand. How, how times change. <laughs> It's 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 the exactly. joys of Survivor and everything. But obviously, I mean, we'll talk, uh, you know, throughout this episode about um, bits, of course, with your season, Anita and Matt, and sort of everything else in between. As I sort of mentioned to you guys off air, nothing really ever stays on topic on this show. People listening to that know that. But season six, though, eight episodes in, uh, I'll start with you, Anita. H- how are you enjoying watching uh, Survivor now? Not only that you've been on it, but I guess just watching this season in general. Oh, look... I love it. I I love all things Survivor. I love I love this season. I think it, they're doing really great. I um I'm really enjoying it. It's hard not to compare. You know, it's hard not to go. Oh, you know, uh, well, be, mainly because it's champions contenders. But you sort of sort of go. Oh, is she me or is that is that the Maddie or there's there's the um, you know, different people on the different tribes. But um. No, it's great. They're, they're playing good games. There's some great characters, and I think everyone's doing great. That's great. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Matt, how, how are you finding yeah. this season, uh, eight episodes in? Absolutely loving it. The cast, I think, is brilliant. Um, we, we got off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, there's some characters, I mean, eight episodes in that we still know nothing about. Some have already been voted out that we still know nothing about. Uh, but, oh, I mean, these last couple of episodes, especially with Luke and David, um, absolutely dominating. I think, um, yeah, just the casting for this season was top-notch, and, and I don't know about you, but I just I wish there was another episode tonight. I just want to get in there and see what happens next. It's I will say, having caught up on it all now, um, it's great to be able to now watch a season live pretty much and be able to kind of enjoy this as it's airing, because it's been a while since I've been able to do that, but... Yeah, I, I'm personally actually really enjoying this season, if I'm being completely honest with you. I've talked to Matt a little bit about this uh, sort of over the last week or so, but uh, overall I was not a fan of your season, and that's got nothing to do with either of you two. I just wasn't a fan of your season. So it's refreshing to me. What weren't you a fan about? Oh, what, what didn't you like? Where do you want me to just start? Just the actual... Uh, <laughs> I just, I wasn't... Over, overall... I wasn't a fan of uh, most of the cast, uh, and I think kind of a lot of the gameplay to me. Okay, I'm too late now because my mum calling. Bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Anita was annoying. Like you know, God, I'm so glad she lost that exile. <laughs> That's okay. I, was, yeah. I got that. Yeah. When, when, when Matt said, um, you know, we well, get Anita on the show uh, for a moment, that I thought she was uh, he was talking about Sean. I'm like, I like Sean. I'm like, all oh, right, the other one. Um, no, Anita. Yeah, no, wrong person. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I think a lot of everything played out. Like the casting, I wasn't a fan of the the, uh, the gameplay. There was a lot of players that just really rubbed me the wrong way. And I just, as I seem to complain a lot about when it comes to Australian Survivor, the editing really. When you're watching it so closely and you're kind of watching it back to back. It just, you really see a lot of flaws in how they portray the show. And I knew Shane won, so I kind of was, you know, when you know someone wins, you're watching how they're playing the game. And I just felt for large portions of the game, you didn't see Shane and how she was doing and what she was doing. You know, you'd eight episodes of Benji and this, that, and everything else. So, yeah. Sorry, but you it's, it's you a, two are great. It's a, it's a thing, isn't it? When there's twenty four cast members, isn't it? So that's mm. that's the thing, isn't it? Like there's so many people playing, and you know everyone's got their little story. So it's a lot to see in such a short amount of time. Which I also well, I think that's what we're. I- 
Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry, Mike. Ben. Go, I was no, just going to say, I think, I, I was just, I was just going to say, I think that's what we're, the point that uh, Anita just made about the, the, the 24 cast and, and it is a lot of people and we've noticed it this season, I guess, where we're struggling to see a lot of players and some players are still yet I know nothing about um, and, and I'm sure everyone's the same and, and I guess that's when you've got 24 people, yeah, you can't really show everyone's story or what their game plan was and and that can sometimes yeah it can be a bit annoying as a viewer sitting back you want to know everyone's story you want to know what's ever what everyone's doing but i just don't think it's possible do you think though that given australian survivor has a unique edge over its american counterpart where we have nearly double the episodes we're, we're seeing this three times a week and even the episodes are extended in length without ads they're still going for about an hour 10 hour 20 minutes do you feel though that yes even though there are more people that you've got more wiggle room and i, I feel on this season like how we're getting a lot of these quote purple players that we're still so focused on David, we're still so focused on Andy, you know, we're still so focused on these players that it takes away from other players. Uh, I mean, do you think that they've got extra time and they should be showing this? I'll start with you, Matt, with that question. Um, I mean, yeah, of course, you, there's 24 players, you want to be able to see all of them. Um, and they are they are longer episodes, so you would think that everyone would get their time to shine. But... I think from what we've seen so far in the last few years, I, you know, I, I think we, we've got to learn to just um, accept that that's not going to happen, not with this, um, how they, I guess, run the show, how they, you know, it is different to America. Um, they, they tend to really show the dominant players, and that's, that's evident now with Luke and David. And to be honest, I, mean, I could watch those guys all day. I, do I mind that? They're on my screens for most of the episode. No, I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, I'm loving seeing Andy. You know, um, a lot of these players. But it, it is disappointing. I got to admit that when someone gets voted out, like Sam did, and and you haven't seen any backstory, any confessional, that was disappointing. Um, you know, I think any player that gets on, you know, deserves a little bit of, you know, credit. They they got all they got on there. She was out there for a couple of weeks. She did the hard yards. So yeah, that was a bit um, disappointing, and there has been you know we got Casey and and Hannah and Simon that we've hardly seen anything of, but you know hopefully we will get to see a bit of them shortly. But I think that's just the way Australian Survivor run it. I think that's no secret now that if if you're not going to be entertaining or you're not going to yeah. provide to the storyline they're going, they're not going to yeah. show you, and that's what we have to accept as fans. Do you think that when you're out there, like is there is there something going in your mind thinking like I need to be entertaining to be seen? I didn't. I didn't think that. I, I mean, and of course, like even say with our Benji, like we didn't know, like the, when in his confessionals, how he was talking and playing the game. You know, he he would just be Benji around camp, and and same with Zach. You know, like all of those bigger characters too. In that respect, um, yeah, you just you just don't like you just. I don't know. I just played like. I don't know. What do you think, Maddie? In that respect, like, well, obviously, I was there for such a short time, but and I think we touched on this last time, Ben, in my interview. That that's the one thing I was worried about. Like, I was almost certain that I was going to be getting the seven votes when I when I went out, despite you know before even going into tribal. Uh, so I didn't want what happened to what happened to Anastasia this season, where we really didn't get to see too much of Anastasia. We we got a little bit of a backstory. 
Um, you know, I think we, we got about six confessionals from her, which was the same as me. I got my backstory in six confessionals. But I still think probably, you know, in, in the years to come, especially out of the first boot, you're probably going to remember people, more people like Des and maybe myself for what we did in that one episode, maybe less than an Anastasia. But so I think that's when I was going, when I was at Tribal and I really did think that I was getting getting seven votes. I thought, well, if this is my one and only episode, I, I certainly wanted to have my say. And uh, so, yeah, I That's was conscious of it, but I, every, yeah. everyone's on there for different reasons. Some people probably don't even care about getting airtime. They might just want to be out there for, you know, whatever reason. Anita, just a quick question for you kind of while we're talking about, you know, different reasons and things like that. You mentioned before about how you love everything to do with Survivor. Obviously, I know Matt, huge Survivor super fan. Were you, when you went into it and applied for the show, are you sort of a, a day one fan from American Survivor back from Borneo? Is this something that you've yeah, and that's kind of absolutely. what you led you into applying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I remember watching it. Oh gosh, you know Richard Hack w- walking around nude all those years. Tina was one of my favourite winners. You know, I, I'm a bit old. I love that sort of you know that real survival days. You know where um, you know, the old, old school survivor that way. Um, yeah, I just loved it, loved You see, I was, I'm a social person. I'm always going to be a social player. I never, I went in thinking um, that I was never going to win all those challenges and, you know, be the strongest and stuff. But, you know, clearly, as as any fan would know, there's, there's those three, you know, significant ways you play, strategically, um, socially or physically. And, you know, I just knew always that, my social game would be good and, you know, um, I got on with everyone. I really enjoyed my time there. I loved that social ele- element to it. You know, you'd, you'd turn up at a challenge and I'd be smiling at the champions, you know. I, 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 I loved just being a part of it and being all, you know, that whole social aspect of it. It was, yeah, that was that was my my big thing about going and, and playing. And, and I love the concept of just being marooned on this island with 20, 12 strangers that you have no, nothing, no, no idea about any of them and then just building and working on relationships and chatting about life and, and you know, and how you form relationships with them. I love that idea. Had you applied for the other Channel 10 ones? And, like, I know Matt applied for the Channel 9 one. Did no. you even apply back no. then? No, no. The only one I'd ever applied for was the season I played in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just timing. It was just what suited me and um, very much what I wanted to do that year, um, give it a crack. And, yeah, but I hadn't applied for any other reality television shows. I wasn't really interested, like, a, that re- reality television in that respect. That wasn't why I was, you know, I just loved the game and, and loved to, to be able to play it and, and do the challenges and eat the rice and, <laughs> you know, get given your buff and go to tribal. Like I walked into tribal that first night and I was like, where's the music? Like it's just weird. <laughs> it was so, you know, and, you know, and, and you can see, God, the moment I arrived on the mat seeing Jonathan, oh, my gosh, I was just like, I was just so into the whole whole thing. You know, the, the day we made the fire, the moment we got the flint, you know, that, oh, walking up the beach and, oh, I just, yeah, I just loved all of that. Um, yeah. How t- Let me tell you, Ben, I'll, I'll – 
Sorry, Ben. I just want to cut in. I'll, I'll give you some insights. So, just just in uh, talking about Anita and about how much how how happy she was being out there. Yeah, we all saw it on the video when she walked in, and uh, you were leading running. the charge. Where you were on, you were at the front of the pack when we were walking running. up to the mat. Yeah, yeah running, and you were just screaming. You know, oh, Jonathan, Jonathan, and like I knew I was a massive super fan, but I didn't tell. I made out that I had watched it, but not you know had missed season. I didn't make out as I, that I'd watched every episode, and then obviously I knew. That uh, you clearly knew that uh, Anita was a massive fan, and um, yeah, unfortunately, we just didn't get to sort of get that bond uh, early on. We didn't get that opportunity to really discuss and, and realize, you know, how, how much fans we were with each other. But well, you weren't going to anyway, Maddie, were you? No, no, I was keeping it real quiet. But but um, another thing with Anita too, it didn't take me long, a few hours, and and not only obviously you know, I already said it how I knew that uh, the bro, the bros were getting real tight. But I tell you what, Anita, I still remember you were straight on. You were in the kitchen. You were cutting the paw paw up. You were, you know, dishing out the the coconut. And I'm like, well, everyone just immediately loved Anita. So I, straight away, I'm thinking, well, Anita's safe. Everyone loved her. And then, yeah, and then I quickly realised. I mean, I mean, you know, typically. Yeah. A lot of the, that classic older woman doesn't necessarily do very well in Survivor. And, you know, um, I mean, well, some do, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, a lot of them go that, that pre-merge sort of thing. So um, I just knew that that's what I was going to do. Like I knew there were some big boys on the camp and I just thought if I feed people and just, you know, divvy up the things and, you know, just initially because some of us don't like to make waves initially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Matt. And you just sort of feel everyone out and I just thought, you know, food does that. I'll Yeah. Do, do oh. a of food. I'll just divvy up four paws and you know And don't do what Nova did this season. Just actually like do it in a nice no. way, clearly. <laughs> oh Nova's kitchen, yeah. I mean it was a bit like no, because Paige had a go at doing the right everyone liked to do it. Like everyone wanted to just sort of do it, but you know, yeah. Like there's, there's, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have gone that harsh, like divvying up, like who has the bananas? Oh my god! Like they. <laughs> I wanted them to bring up. I wanted them to go heroes versus villains and bring up banana etiquette. I was, I was like, God, this is going to be like a cool throwback, oh. like James and Amanda and all that sort of stuff. But um, didn't quite play that way, sadly. Um, but yeah, I just on. Sort of, I mean, obviously we've got eight episodes. We're not going to go through every single thing that's happened. We'll just Gosh. sort of skim over yeah. things like that sort of stuff. I, I mean, just a generic question. I feel like while we're sort of here talking about people like Nova, people who have gone, uh, I'll start with you in this one, Anita. Of the eight people that have been voted out, uh, I mean, are you sad about any of these ones? Was there anyone in particular that you were kind of thinking like, oh, man, I wish they had gone further? Because I think obviously we've lost mainly champions. And a lot of these are sort of the more recognisable people. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of the people that we've lost at this point in the in the season? Um, so, like, uh, I'm, a, I'm an ET fan. My son's a fisherman and has fished with ET. So, I mean, ET is a lovely guy. Like, you can just see that he would have been, like, but... You know, as as even Luke's recognised, he, he 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 had that sort of nice presence about him where people may have been drawn to him, and that could have been you know a big threat. I would have loved to have seen actually Anastasia. I would have loved to have seen how her memory and um, that side of her agility in like a balancing and stuff like that as a ballerina and as a memory thing. Like I would have loved to have seen that play out in some of those challenges where she does puzzles and stuff like that. That would have been really cool. I mean, Susie seeing Susie the other night in that swimming one would have been amazing. You know, she would have nailed that. Um, and, of course, you know, I'm a fan of Sarah because, you know, she's 
typically the older female in the in the tribe, and I think she did fabulous, you know. Um, but, you know, there's a lot more to come out as, you know, because contenders, as far as contenders, we have hardly seen any of, like, the tribe dynamics, you know, who's working with who. It's slowly sort of, you know, coming out now, like, you know, there's little, little subgroups and stuff like that, so those little sort of voting blocks. But, like, you didn't see a lot what was going in there and, you um, yeah, no, that that's yeah. I think um, I'd love to have seen Anastasia go, like, see seeing where she would have gone further. You know, I don't know. I'm always, you know, now I've got a bit of a soft spot for first boots. So <laughs> <laughs> now, now you have. Um, I do. Yeah, Matt, uh, who are some of the ones that you were sad to see go at this point of the show? Well, before I say that, I just want to say, and we talked about this on my podcast with you the other week. I I'm so glad that E.T.'s gone. No. I know oh. you're a big fan of E.T. Oh. To be honest, to be honest. Are you a Bronco he, supporter? <laughs> no, I'm a, rab- I'm a Rabbitoh oh. supporter. But, well, uh, no, I am a Shark <laughs> supporter, and it cuts me even deeper to see such a legend of my okay. club go. Come on. Yeah, I am. I'm the, a mad the reason, Sharks, man. The, the reason I say E.T., now, no doubt he showed, I got no doubt he's a great guy. Um, you know, would would probably play the game straight straight edge, you know, straight down the line. But I think it was a perfect time for him to go. Six episodes. We didn't really get a lot from him. We saw him in challenges and stuff. He seemed to do pretty well. But oh, he did great fu- in challenges. How strong he, 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 he did. He did. And, and you know, you, you guys know I'm a fan of that older sort of player that's over 50. But I think as far as the show moving forward, it, he was cut at the right time. So I was happy to see him go around uh, sixth place. But... Definitely, there's two people that I wish were still in there. You'll be Ooh, happy with that? this. Well, you, Ben will be happy with this one. Stephen Bradbury, yes. I was loving. He, to me, he kept that first two weeks with all those episodes. It was he kept that interesting to me, um, and I would have loved to have seen him go further. I just think. I what was his demise, Maddie? What's that? What was his demise? Uh, he was. He was probably yeah. Probably played a little bit too hard. Um, he probably was, oh, no, know. you know, had had too many early plans and stuff. But I still think he had to, you know, he look what's happened now with Luke and David. He, he was probably on the right thing and on the right sort of path. But in the end, he just didn't have the numbers in the end. But I definitely, I, he would have been one that if we would have seen later in the game, would have no doubt been up to some, you know, real scallywag behaviour. Um, Anastasia is, I agree with you, Anita. I think we only having her for, for one night, you know, two days, uh, That I think she's a massive loss to the season um she was just an interesting one i think her background we don't have we've probably never had anything like it on on australian mm-hmm. survivor and and you know it was it was one of those things and i've said it before you know how i feel about the the one night two days people just end up voting for you know who they well they they stick with the people who they gravitate to originally and anastasia was mm-hmm. the, the the odd one out so was pia but look what pia's in a great position now and Poor Anastasia's gone after after one night. So, yeah, they're the two that I'm definitely uh, sad to see, but we've still got a lot of great characters left. And I'm glad that I'm glad that Sarah did well. I'm, re- I'm really glad that Sarah wasn't, you know, sort of the in the top sort of three or four out. I'm glad that she got a couple of weeks out there and I, she definitely proved herself as a, you know, as a worthy contestant and someone that did, yeah, did really well. So, but I, I'm loving I'm loving this cast. I just think it's a really well balanced and, and just some great characters left. It's interesting about the fact you said about Stephen. Um, obviously, 
I'm extremely biased. I, I love the man. He was my favourite going into this and uh, very sad to see him go. But he, he did seem to come out with a plan straight away, kind of formed the, the Athletes Alliance and sort of things looked like they were going to be going well and then sort of things got turned on their head, David and Luke sort of getting involved. Do you think there's something... Is it just comes down to the way Stephen was playing versus the way David was playing that he was able to... David was able to sway things and kind of get people over to his side easier than Stephen was able to keep these people? Is that is that just down to the fact Definitely. that David's pretty and more Pretty charismatic because he's a model. I mean, Anita, like, just, I'll start no, with you no, on that one. Do you think that's how it works? He just, talk. he just talks the talk, you know. He, you know, he's he's really good player. Like, he, he knows what to say to, to, yeah, I don't know. I think he just appealed to Abby and, you know, and I think, um, I don't know, he's just, I think he's good in that respect, you know. Um, I think Stephen went too, a bit too hard, hey. Mm. And I, I, I it yeah. didn't surprise me with Stephen. I think kind of in our little quick little predictions episode we did, it, as I, I said, as much as I love Stephen Bradbury, I don't see him going far just because I think he's kind of got that personality about him where I feel like he could rub people the wrong way. And that's not a knock on the man. Yeah. I think kind of it's just it's just who he is and it might be an age factor. It might just be kind of like where he comes from. I'm not too sure. But I actually was pleasantly surprised to see him playing the game a bit um, yes. and yeah. not just kind I of like, I didn't know, I, like, you know, I thought maybe he didn't know what the game was too much and just kind of, you know, float around. So I appreciate that. Champions are playing straight up too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting. Matt, really? would, I don't know sort of what you were going to say there just before I cut in about sort of anything we were talking about there in terms of, you know, Stephen to David's game and things like that. Well, I was just going to say with Stephen, the one thing I love is we're, and this is what we're always sceptical, I guess, about having celebrities on the show is we often worry that they're going to play and, and worry about their, their brand, I guess, you know, their image, and, and they're not going to give, you know, as good as confessionals or as good as tribal councils or good gameplay where, you know, Stephen just, he, he, he was just like, was just like a contender. You know, he did not care. He was there for what I believe was the right right reasons, and he was there to play, and I love that. Like, I respect that the fact that, you know what, yeah, he, he's a gold medalist, you know, he, he, he's a... You know, didn't he's think a, he worried he, about his, his no, public profile. No, or, yeah. no, he's a, he's a public speaker, you know, yet he did not care. From day one, bang, all we need, we need seven numbers, that's all we need, bang, let's play. And from day one, he wanted to play, and for a champion to go out and play like that, I, yes, I know he didn't do that great in the end, he was only there for, you know, 10 days or whatever, but... But um, that, that's that's what I want out of the champion. You don't, you know, that that's what I guess I was glad to see the back of ET, where you know I think ET was definitely much more aware of, you know, well he's got an image, he's he's been on TV a lot, and um, you know he's sort of wary of what he's going to say. Where Stephen just said, "No, nah, I'm here to play Survivor, and I'll play it from day one," and that's full respect to the man. And I love watching him. I'd love to. I'd love to watch him again. I think it's an interesting. The thing I found with ET is that. Matt surprised, as in other Matt from your season, uh, Matt Rogers, like he surprised me of how well he did last season. And like, I was thoroughly impressed yeah. with what he did and how he's able to do it. And to me, it's kind of, you get this in all versions of Survivor, not just Australia. You see it a lot in the US one. As soon as you get kind of that one type of player, they, they automatically think, oh, we can, you know, lightning will strike twice. Let's go for it again. So you kind of think, okay, we've got Matt Rogers. Let's go to another iconic legend from yeah. rugby. Let's get ET. You know, like you mentioned Tina before uh, from US Survivor, Anita. Like you think of T-Bird the next season, yeah. you know, kind of very, you know, interchangeable sort of in many aspects. Yeah. But it's kind of, it's interesting that, did you feel, uh, Matt, that maybe, Maybe they were trying to do that with ET. They were trying to recreate a Matt Rogers style of player. 
Yeah, I, I think, well, I don't know. When we look at it, there are similar sort of characters. They have they have changed it up a bit, but, you know, we've got the, the swimmer, you know, we we... We we have the the AFL you know female player with Abby you know obviously Moana last year there's definitely similar uh, Matt Rogers I mean he was great to watch obviously he he was a game player and he used his ability to to sort of um, for people to just flock to him and just getting back on 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 David too I wanted to say like the thing with David is and you, you look at David and Luke like those guys they the difference what's making them so so good at the game right now is you know they just ooze charisma you know they really do people are drawn to them and in the game of survivor if you if you've got that that's a massive weapon you know if, if you're coming off as being sneaky or or you know untrustworthy or, or a, too much of a game player i guess like steven people want you out but if you're being uh-huh. this guy that pe- or, or guy or girl that people are just drawn to I mean, and yeah. want to be around and it makes them happy and they can have a laugh even if they know they're game playing and even if they know they're a dangerous player People are willing to turn a blind eye. And I guess that's, I'm a bit, well, I'm a massive Andy fan from this season. I love his ego. I, I love how he's dominating and the throwing challenges. But I knew certain, you'd love him. <laughs> and he reminds me a lot of myself. But <laughs> he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't ooze that charisma that a David does. And mm. that's why no. I'm loving, no. I'm loving now where we're watching Andy, um, you know, he 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 was on the wrong side of the votes with the with the was it the Sam vote and, and, and then started yeah. sucking up to David. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and now all of a sudden he's he's got you know David next to him making out oh you know great move uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was involved in that where no you weren't mate like that's, I love now the the whole sucking up and the whole just you know. Um, trying to weasel his way back in. I love watching that, but that's the difference. Where a Dave and a Luke, people are just drawn to him. I don't know if Andy's got that as much. I mean, we would love to. I would have loved. Wouldn't you have loved to play beside Luke? Like you, in the moment you see him, like you sit there when you think beforehand, you're like, oh my god, you have to get Luke out. But like, if you stood on the mat beside him, I mean, god, you're so drawn to him. Like he's such a character. Yeah, isn't he? and that's his oh. weapon. That's his weapon. That's that's his biggest oh, weapon. And I gosh. think, and that's, I, I think Anita, that's perfectly sums up a, a lot of these players where you're drawn to them because you know you compare this to sort of a lot of the the great American players where you know you know it's it's easy for us to be the oh no use the American term here the Monday morning quarterback and kind of say like well why aren't you voting them out why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that but it is that ability to be drawn to a person I mean this is such a weird comparison but I've said this often in the Survivor Oz days like I'm not a Boston Rob fan but when I interviewed Boston Rob I just wanted oh to my- listen to him I wanted to sit there and just hear him all day because you are drawn to this man his personality how he talks Kim Spradlin is another person like that you talk to you want to listen you want to you're like oh my god I'm listening to you you're amazing yeah. um, and it's just there are people like that and Matt I think you, you summed it up perfectly there like with someone like Andy I'm a huge Andy fan. I'm not a David fan, but I can appreciate the game that David's playing. I think that <laughs> oh, the, the difference. Playing. Let's him play, and he's playing. Well, that's it. And yep. the, I think the thing that you kind of you look at their game styles is they're both very cocky, arrogant people in the confessionals. The difference is, as you said, with Andy, like he's not overtly out there. He kind of. Like I, I liken this in an episode I did today earlier uh, with with cable uh, download uh, in the buff on the buff whatever his show is it's a great show um, I, I kind of likened it in a way if you think of someone like Heidek you know we love Brian Heidek Matt but like he's, yep. he's overtly out there and cocky in his confessionals but to other people yep. 
no one knows what he's like. And you mentioned that, Anita. Yeah. That's kind of like Benji last season. Like, no one knew yeah. that's what he's like. Nah. To me, that's where Andy, if he can recover from what he's doing, he can continue to be like that. Yep. David, on the other side, to me, he's, yeah, he's doing that, but he's starting to get a little bit too cocky in person to other players and that is maybe to me where it's going to bite him in the ass i don't know how you guys oh, feel about that. Anyway. the girls are onto it yeah i think too and this is something i've always said and we've spoken about this ben before is you know andy's out there as a super fan he i'm not the things he's doing is probably 100 percent right he you know but the, but trying to get other people to follow that like someone like a John, he he's not going to be a super fan. He's not going to want to play the same game as Andy. Andy, you know, he's got all these little plans about at tribal council, mate. You know, um, yeah. keeping one, yeah, keeping one vote silent so no one can flip. That look, that's brilliant. It's smart. It's brilliant. If you're with a whole bunch of game players, John isn't a game player. He's he's going to look at that and think. This bloke's shifty as all hell. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you've got to remember. And I guess that's where my downfall was as well. I mm-hmm. went out there thinking everyone's going to want to play the game. They're going to want to get some of these real big threats out first. Um, it wasn't the case. You know, they just want anyone but me sort of mentality. And, and it kind of then then after that, as the season goes on, you start seeing the different personalities. But like a John and, a, and an Andy, completely different players. And when Andy's trying to do all this, this stuff, although it's brilliant and it's probably – a great way to play. It's not a great way to play when you're playing with other people that have no idea what why you're doing that or you know don't want to play like that. I'd agree with that. I I think that sums it up pretty well. And I think it's it's interesting kind of what I find with some of these players when you, and this is the thing I think you get from the champions versus contenders format is when you're mixing super fans with just random people who have applied with some celebrities who are fans, like a peer, people like that. And then no doubt a bunch of these people who have never watched the game before, the agent has said, hey, here's an opportunity for you to get on TV a little bit. You're going to get paid a bit of money. Go out there and play this game called Survivor. Like you're mixing all Mm. these mindsets and kind of, I think what we're getting a lot now in the US version of the show Mm. is the majority of people now on US Survivor are fans. They know what they're doing. So this is the invention of something like a Survivor resume in the US version because people know now of these moves and things like that. Whereas in Australian Survivor, and this is maybe something where I think last season, your season really struggled, particularly when it got to the nitty-gritty, is that you really had these people who were willing to do this, but people have no clue, kind of what you were saying, Matt. Like, they don't know what's happening, so then you're just you just basing it on a shiftiness of a person. So I think kind of this is yes. where you've got all those blending. Like, that, the one tribal that really sticks out to me in this season is the one where Jono called out Dave and basically said, like, so you're basically telling people to do as they're told. And Dave uh, all oh, but said, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Now... That is a ding, 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 red flag moment if you do not see yeah. one in any moment in this game, and yet no one voted him out. Like, Matt, you're, <laughs> but, I mean, you're both fans. How can you not think in that moment that something... But they, cut away, they cut away straight away to Janine, and she went, oh, no. Like, those girls are onto it. Like, you, you, you know, at the end of the day, they're in the alliance with him. They're not feeling initially threatened, but they are so onto it. They, they know. Those girls are all over it. And, and someone like an, an Andy, when when he's sitting at tribal and and it's all gone wrong for him now that Luke and Luke and uh, David have taken control, it would be killing him because he would know. I got no doubt as a massive fan, and he's a very smart. You know, he's always you can see it in the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
he w- it would be killing him inside that he can't get the numbers to vote these two off because he would know. He'd be sitting there sit running the it flicking it every way. Yeah, that's right. He knows the longer those two sit there, his days are numbered. And that's why, like, he's playing it smart. He's trying to weasel his way back in because he knows he has to. He, he knows had no choice. He knows who's in control. But, it's I don't know, it's going to be a long road, I think, I think to, to fully weasel his way back in. I, I don't know. I don't know if he, if he can do it. I hope he does, but it's going to be interesting. A question just based on what we're seeing with Dave right now and, and sort of particularly the editing because just – one thing I, I really notice in Australian Survivor is their overabundance of really shoving these types of players down your throats and then making they yeah. sure they go out in an epic blindside. We've never had a player in the Channel 10 era of Survivor win that is this overtly out there. Like, Jericho is the closest mm. you got there, but even Jericho kind of came and went, came and went. He wasn't the whole way. But, like, you think of season one... Uh, see, well, God, I'm doing what everyone says. Season three, Ben. Uh, you think of, like, Andrew. You know, you think of uh, uh, Flick, Phoebe. People like this who are overtly out there, they come up in a blindside. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, last season, obviously, Benji is a clear example of that. Now, this season, we're really getting that with Dave. Is there any way that they're just purely doing this because it's like he's going to get a massive blindside? Or do you think maybe they're trying to pull one over our eyes? As viewers, we're expecting that he's going to go out in an epic blindside, but maybe he's playing such a game where he destroys everyone that this is perfect. I'll start with you, Matt, on that one. Um, I, I think it's important. I mean, if you've got – when you've got players, there's – the ones that you, you, you actually want to watch, and, and whether you admit it or not, the ones you want to watch are the ones you've got an opinion on, the ones you either hate or you love. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that make the show interesting. So if you if you can't stand someone, and I know, like, even with my partner, I say, oh, you know, I, I love love watching Andy, and she can't stand him, doesn't want to look at it, can't stand him on the screen, where I love him, you know. But that's what makes it great. And I think with those type of players, and we're seeing with David, if he does go in an epic blindside... That, that's as much as we sort of you kind of see it coming. It, it's a payoff, isn't it? You really do. You've invested in this character. He's dominating. He's getting all these confessionals. Him and Luca by far got the most confessionals. We're seeing a lot of them. They're doing good moves. They're trading fake idols. They're you know um, they're getting people to switch. They're really doing a masterclass out on the island. And the payoff is, you know what? A probably an epic downfall in the end. That's what because there'll be a lot of people that don't like him, but, and that's the payoff. So I don't mind it. I mean, I think it's just it makes for great TV. You see, the fans, the fans, like initially they were all over him. They love him. Now, now they're they're not liking him as much too. They're like, oh, you know, hope those girls vote that idiot. Like they're all, you know what I mean? Like they, that's just how it is, isn't it? You know, like one minute you love him, one minute you don't. That's how all characters, you yeah. know. And- and I think the fact that the game is 50 days, I mean, it, it's very hard for a player like that to get that far. It, it, oh, yeah. if, 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 he, if, if David can end up winning this game, he oh. would be, and the way he's playing now, he would be the greatest player ever to play or ever to have played or ever to play in the future. Like, there would No one would be able to pull off a 50-day game if he ends up the way he's playing ends up winning it. And I'll go there right it's now. Exhausting, the isn't it? It's going to be hard. Well, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. I, I can't stand the man. I'm one of these people who just every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. I hate you. Not hate. Hate's a strong word. I dislike him. But, but I agree with you 100%. I think that if he pulled this off, 
like wow, that is amazing. And like I, oh, I dislike yeah. the how him on my screen, but a his entertainment, which is great. I completely agree that I think these players make the show fantastic. And B, I can't deny some of what he's done is been very impressive. I couldn't say that about Benji. Don't get me started on how I think Benji played shit. Um, but like I think that yeah, and I think who are we all about, who are the three of us all talking about him? So there we yeah, go. Exactly. You know? yeah, well, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. And the, the thing with Dave, David too, I mean, he, he, it's got to go down as one of the best confessional lines of all time when he said about how the cream always rises to the top. I mean, <laughs> and the way he said it with that such arrogance, that to me was just, it, it's not only the line of the season, it's one of the lines of Survivor history. I loved it. The, the way he said it with such arrogance, it brilliant, brilliant. I love he it. He had a line in the last episode, which I'm going to, I'm going to write down because it was one of these lines, which you know, they will play in a highlights clip of him just before he gets voted out. Uh, like it was just one of these so <laughs> obvious lines that you just know is going to come up in the reunion. Um, so, um, but yeah, no, like I, yeah, uh, I need you summed up perfectly. We're talking about him right now, aren't we? So, uh, I mean, yeah, like, that's it's right. It's like, it's like those annoying ads, but you, yeah. we all know them, won't don't because that's exactly and, what and makes that's TV. That's what they want internet. you to do exactly. And th- th- this I is think what we're watching a TV show, so that's why we're here talking about it. I, I think yeah. I've just realised that my all my favourite players are the arrogant ones. So. <laughs> well, I see, Matt, I'm yeah. exactly the same. I love the arrogant players. Like, to me, if I ever play the game, I would be playing... I would be very similar to how you, you play the game. Or like, it's just how I would go. But, like, I just... There's something about Dave that I just can't... I think I've summed it up that I just don't like models because screw you for being that good-looking. <laughs> and you're smart. Like, he's a smart model. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> like, uh, that's what it is. Um, stop being so attractive and smart at the same time. You've got one or the other, all right? You can't have both. Um, just some other ones. But, I, I, okay, so there's another one. There's Harry. What about Harry? He's, you know. Well, I was going to mention, sort of, we'll talk about a couple of these other ones. Harry is a very interesting one because one thing I'll ask you both about Harry is we saw in this last episode with him getting an idol and then kind of mixing that up with all of a sudden being on the bottom. Do, do we understand why he's on the bottom? I feel like that hasn't been shown that well. Um, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't get that. I think, I don't know. Well, my understanding no, was, my, my understanding, I don't know if you know, Anita, I've just, just from sort of, I could be completely wrong. My, it seemed to be, was he, was he close to Sam? Maybe, I know they, 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 they yes, were in the, the sep- I, yeah, I know they split up, yeah. they, they're in different tribes now, but then. Well, you did notice he was really disappointed when he saw that Sam was gone when they came back to the next challenge the next day. Yeah. And, he was and so convinced that it had either been Luke or David who had gone and yeah. it would have been contender strong. And he was, and I think he was like, you could really see, I think that him and Sam and I think Sarah must have had a little, you know, a little bit of a subgroup there going on, you know. So I think yeah. that was sort of, and so then he was like, oh, gosh, there's one of my people gone sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, it definitely, it, it will, the way he reacted, it wasn't a reaction that uh, that a contender had gone and not a, an original contender and not a yeah. champion. It was more of, oh, my God, someone that's close to me left. And, Anita, you might be the perfect person to talk about this thing. You know, you lasted 20-odd days and you were close with Shawnee and Fenella. I guess when you when you invest such time into a certain number of people and then, you know, I know out of those three you were the first to go, but 
you know, if you start seeing the people that you've invested a couple of weeks on all of a sudden, you know, due to a split, a uh, tribe swap, whatever, start going, it, it would be hard because you Oh, absolutely. That. They're the people. Yeah. They're, they're the people you trust. It yeah. is all about trust. They're the people that, you know, that, you know, you say that you have your back and they've got yours. And then when one of those are gone, it's like, damn it. I mean, you know, hence, you know, even when Jenna left, you know, I was, I was emotionally really, you know, as much as you try not to play with emotion, I was like, damn it. That was one of my, that was one of my girls. Like, you know, yeah. you know, and I think he really had that with Sam and Sarah. And then, you know, I think that was, that was really obvious. So, um, but yeah, I, on Harry, I would just love him to make Final Four and his imaginary child have to arrive. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, actually, on that, Anita, I think you're the perfect person to ask this to, you know, sort of his his whole notion of this is, is like, oh, you know, it, it makes the women sort of, you know, like me a little bit better because it? it's nurturing. I totally... Do you believe yep. that? Like, would you have fallen for that? Yep. Yep. I would have asked, mind you, I remember saying, because I think, what did you say, Maddie, that you were with us? Because as much as you can, you know, like you listen to so much of stuff, you know, everyone talks because everyone talks all the time. But I remember you were saying something you did hospitality or something, wasn't it, Maddie? Yeah, I never I, – no one ever knew on the island that I was a police officer until until it started airing on TV and I was getting all these messages like, hey, you never told us that. So, yeah, I said I was just a, just a hospitality worker. Yeah, and I remember um, asking – there was some sort of question about or something or other and I remember thinking, oh, you know, like as much as like there's a lot of us who talk a lot, there's a lot you also take in. And I even like I remember, I don't know if I told you this story, Betty, but um, Benji was sitting there one morning. We were talking about obviously food and we were talking about um, all your favourite brekkies and stuff. And I was like, oh, Damo and I love this place down the road for brekkie. And and I remember Benji, who was, you know, the, the backpacker, said, oh, this is, um, I love the Shangri-La in Singapore. And I remember thinking, without saying anything as much as I had a big mouth, oh, my God, mm, no backpacker I know goes to the Shangri-La in Singapore. But you sort of <laughs> yeah. take all that information. And I remember probably like if I was, say, you know, um, had a conversation with Harry, I'd sort of say, oh, you know, and he's got a three-year-old, I'd say, you know, I'd ask him like we'd, you, you'd chat about like your parenting or something like that would come up and, you know, you'd, you'd be very aware of something didn't make sense and you'd think, oh, okay, and then that, you just you have that little slight Sort of, you know, but if he was one of your people, it didn't matter so much because, you know, as I said at the time for Benji, even though you said, you know, about the Shangri-La breakfast, you know, he, he was still like what I considered at that time one of my numbers and I was one of his sort of thing. So it didn't sort of, mm, I don't know, you just, you do gravitate towards people that you just get along with and, and share those stories. But, yeah, I don't know. He would have had to if he slipped up something about his parenting. I would have been really onto well, him. Yeah, you've kind of got to have that. And I can imagine, Matt, that would be similar to with you when you sort of go into the game thinking, I'm going to tell them I do this. I'm not really a cop. Like, you would have to really kind of have that in your head so you can back that up, couldn't you? Because you could easily slip all of a sudden. You could all of a sudden, Matt, just be like, oh, oh yeah, that time I arrested a person um, in a game I was playing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that's that's why with the backstory I did, I wasn't actually lying. So from when I was eighteen to twenty four, when I joined the police, I was in hospitality. So, so I, and then, and I was a traveller. So I've I've travelled the world, you know, all over the, every continent. I've, I, and 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 I, and so basically, the story I told to everyone was, you know, I'm a hospitality worker. I, I'm a backpacker. I travel the world, and you know, I come and go. When you know, I've got a job. When I come back, I work casual, and then when I want it, when I save up enough money, I take off and travel again. Which 
was very much true. It just I forgot to mention that I also had a ten year career in police at the time. So <laughs> you know, I just I didn't. So I still could. You know, it, I would. I was obviously worried i didn't want to have a complete lie where you know they start asking me about hospitality and i know nothing about it where i hope with harry you know hopefully maybe he's got a nephew named oscar and you know and he so it's not sort of a full you know we don't know you know maybe that's come from you maybe he's got a brother or sister that's got a young kid and he's just pretending it's his kid you know um so he's still got a little bit of the story right but but just on on harry talking about the players i i gotta admit i i haven't warmed to Harry yet, which is probably surprising out of the other yeah. people. Like I like Andy, I like David. Obviously, I love Luke. Um, Harry, and I don't know whether that's because we really haven't seen much of the original contenders. But the the stuff I had, I, it really rubbed me the wrong way with that whole stick hanging out of his mouth at his uh, at his um, one and only. Oh, who um, does that in America? Who's that one well, from America? Few people have done that. I think. Oh, yeah, and the, and the thing oh, is, so you you got to remember too, like. We're at, we're eight episodes in, and we've got we've got four people that have only ever been to one tribal council, and Harry's yeah. one of them. And and the tribal council he was at, he you know he had that that stick hanging out of him. And I know editing, I know they just constantly just that's all they showed of him. But then just some of the stuff they showed of him, it just kind of I, I haven't I'm not I like the I love that he's gone and got an idol. I love that he's he's out there to play. I love that he's lying. So don't get me wrong. I just I guess. What I'm saying is I just haven't warmed to him yet. But but I, it is amazing to think, and we, we, I've mentioned this before about how some people have a have an easy run. We saw Shane Gould have a, an easy run to um, to the to the merge last year with only three tribals that she had to go to. Well, Casey, Sean, Maddie and Harry, one, one tribal in eight episodes. That's, that's a pretty great run. I wish I was on that tribe. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the flip. It's almost the opposite of your season, isn't it? Like sort of a, so many oh, champions yes. going now compared to so many contenders going last season. <laughs> well, well it, is a, it is a complete opposite. Last year we had four males go first. This year we've got four females go first. You know, that's, that's a pretty good big coincidence. You know, like it's just... It just shows you how one season complete can be the complete opposite. We've only lost two males in in, in eight people gone. So, but you know, by the by the fourth episode last year, we had already lost four males. So it really is a, a completely different season. I think that's what's great. Although it's yeah. still champions versus contenders, it really is a different season. One thing I want to mention: feel- a player that I'm I, I'm liking, and I kind of went into this knowing I would like him because he played for Carlton at some point, um, and then he went on to play for Richmond. Uh, the AFL player who should really be on the Champions Tribe, uh, Sean. Um, <laughs> the AFL, AFL has a very good track record in Survivor. We've had, uh, I believe, three players played this game in Australian Survivor. One won, of course, Rob in the very first season. Um, and then last season, of course, um, we had Brian get third. So, you know, you've got a good track record here. So we've got, uh, obviously, Simon. He's still out there, apparently. I've heard news that he's still alive. Um, uh, we've got Sean. And then, of course, we've also got Abby. But, Sean, let, let just quickly, let's viewpoints on Sean, because it's an interesting thing to have somebody with that background on a contender's tribe. But he also seems to be very popular. He's kind of perceived as a leader. Uh-huh. He's going to be in this position where he thinks he's got an idol, and we're going to see next episode it kind of seems to be coming back to, you know, really bite Dave. I'll start with you, Anita. What's your take on, on Sean and where he's at? Because I think he's a bit of a dark horse right now. Oh, actually, Sean's actually one of my winner's picks. I think Sean is fabulous. I think he's lovely to look at. I think he's playing a great game. I think he um, is really likable. He's strong physically. And then 
and he and he seems to know what he's doing too. So yeah. I don't know. I, I really he's he's right up there with one of my winners' picks. Actually, it's, I would naturally have gravitated towards Sean. Um, I think he's just he seems like a really great bloke, and but is is very aware too. You know. And I, I, I think um, it surprised me a little bit with Sean because he's one of these people I thought coming into this, he's going to be, you he know, didn't die. know what he was doing mm. and kind of just there for the sake of being there. But, no, he's actually pleasantly surprised me with with how he's done this. Matt, what's your, what's your take on Sean? I'm happy that he's playing just for the fact that my partner will sit down and watch Survivor with me because he's on it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he comes up, I hear a bit of a, ooh, and, and yeah, so oh, he's lovely. She's Hanan's uh, favourite player is Sean, and hey, if it gets if it means she'll sit there and watch Survivor with me, you know, three times a week, let let Sean stay on for a while. But I didn't realise how, and we spoke about this Anita on the phone the other mm. day. I it took a few episodes to actually realise how tall he was. Now I was aware yeah. that he was a he was a he was a ruckman in AFL, so obviously he was going to be tall. But there was one, I think it was when they did the tribe swap, and they're all standing together. Um, Picking the bus out, and he—he he is just a massive man. I didn't realize. I know they call him horse, and you can see why. He—he he just the body on him, and he's obviously a great-looking bloke. And the the height on him, he, he is possibly one of the biggest weapons that we've ever seen on Australian uh, Survivor, and and that's why he's still there. I, I don't know Six how much content is. What's that? He's six foot seven. Wow! 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 Yeah, he—he's he's a Nearly machine. And uh, but it, it's it's great to see that he's he's woken up about this uh, idol and that's fake. So we haven't really seen a lot of Sean, I guess, talking in any gameplay. So now that this whole oh, I reckon come in, the, yeah, he's got game in him. Well, yeah, I, I agree too. I mean, anyone that plays at, uh, football at that level is not going to just sit down and cop it. So he, he's definitely going to be yeah, someone that swap the idol and stuff like that. That was yeah. that was I that's a risky move in itself. I also wonder yep. down the line. Um, because it's 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 not something that I feel would really be a thing, but it could be. You know, Simon and Sean played against each other for several years. They were both active at the same time in the AFL, and obviously, there's hundreds of AFL players. I'm sure they don't all know each other and hang out. But you know, I, I feel like is that going to be something that would be you know a connection between these two straight away? I mean, we see that with Abby. Abby obviously struggled with the ET vote because she's talking about how Simon Black was a hero of hers growing up and things like that. So I, I don't know. Like Simon's just somebody you can't talk about because he's just not bloody there. I don't know what to say about Simon. I love Simon Black and I'm sad that we're not seeing him. But do you think little connect? Because it is a game with connections like that where obviously things can help. Do, do you feel that that could be something, or am I just clutching at straws there? Oh no, definitely. Like you can be, you can be sitting in a circle and say what state you're from, and you go, "Oh, we're all Queenslanders," or you know, you can all be mums, or you know, like any little connection is a connection, you know. And you know, I don't know. You can really draw on that. I think. Oh, and, and that that was where my downfall was. I was in a tribe with yeah. the males where they they were fit and athletic, but they they weren't the you know they were like uh, bodybuilders and stuff like that. They weren't. Where, like, I've met Lee Castledine uh, in one of our meetups, and obviously I'm a massive um, fan of cricket and still play cricket. He obviously played at a very high level, and we just chatted for ages, you know. Yeah, we, we chatted about ages. We knew some people that, you know, he, I knew some people that he'd played with and stuff, and, you know, we talked for, for ages about cricket. So straight away we had a connection and, and we got to know each other. You know, I couldn't do that with 
you know, Zach or, or Robbie and stuff like that because, you know, I didn't have that whole being on the, the, the gym sort of um, being going into gyms and all that stuff. So, yeah, definitely it's a massive thing. If if, 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 you're, if you've got that same interest, whether it be sport or, or whatever it is. You or should job, have a fake kid, Matty. That might have helped. What's that? You should have had a fake kid. <laughs> you should have pretended <laughs> to be on have, keto. Yeah. All the cool kids are doing keto yeah. now, Matt. Come on. <laughs> Oh, oh just, say, just, just say you're aware, Anita, Ben Ben does keto, so we've already said that. Oh, does he? Nine yeah, weeks in, in, I've lost 14 and a half kilos. It works, kids. Do it. Oh, my God. Zach would be proud. Yeah? He's, he's <laughs> going to be on the show next week, so I'm sure the half the episode Excellent. is going to be us talking about oh. bloody cream and cheese and shit. It's going to be great. <laughs> I, even, I still don't even know what a bloody keto is anyway, so. <laughs> Come on the show Actually, next week with ben, Zach. You- we'll find out. <laughs> Ben, you have to pro- you have to promise me that you will have a segment of that podcast about keto. You, oh, you've got to, do you promise me that you'll have a keto 100% segment on that promise. podcast? Promise. I like a good Excellent. challenge. Excellent. And it's it's going to happen. Um, I'm, I'll make uh, it. That'll be great. It'll be great having Zach on. I'll definitely uh, look forward to that one. It's, It'll be good. Oh no, I, I it's Zach is one who I think I was telling Matt. It's kind of like straight away. Like, oh my god, I can't stand this guy. He's so annoying. But then kind of when you, I think you sort of swayed me, and then you kind of appreciate what he was doing and kind of all of a sudden I'm like yeah yeah okay I, I like this guy all of a sudden and I'm like, yeah, yeah yeah I appreciated Zach a lot more after our conversation I have to say that maybe I'm hoping actually while I've got you on the line Anita maybe you can sell uh-huh. me on um Shawnee and Fenella like can you make me understand what was going on there because I don't oh, know what was going this- on there <laughs> oh, okay you just have to, like, because you spend so much time with them. Like, you guys just, you don't see the other side. Like, you know, when you're spending so much time, like, they are hilarious. Like, I I just, you know, they're just funny. They're really funny. And you just don't, like, you just don't see the sass that, you know, in such a short amount of time. And I think the, even with, you know, um, this Hannah, you know, a, a follower now on Insta, she's quite sassy. I think there's a, a whole lot of Hannah that we are yet to see. She, she's yeah. really, really sassy. And, you know, when we were talking about before about um, fake jobs and stuff, and Hannah, she's a policeman too, Maddie. Yes, yeah, I heard that. But, you know, her braids out there as a hairdresser, as a fake hairdresser, would have to be on point for me to be picking up on that, though. Because <laughs> that's what I, the girls do. It's you know braid each other's hair. So I like, really braid, one like, person I appreciate this season, and I kind of went in thinking I would like her because she's from like a town of like what ten people or something like that. Is Daisy? Um, and Daisy. she's just um, oh, she's just there's something about her that I just really really love, and I appreciate the type of character she is. I'm um, here for Daisy. She's loud. And she's out there and says it like it is. She's my kind of girl. She's I, great. I've put it out there. Should she win, we're going to Adavale in Queensland to bloody party it up because I'm sure all, you know, 10 residents there are just going to go crazy for her. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't know when the last time and she, she went there was. She's stepping right up, hey. Yeah. She's, she's, she's making some moves very subtly there, you know. It's, I mean, look, I'm just going to throw this as an open-ended question because, you know, we've obviously still got, um, what, 16 players left. So, and some of these, again, we haven't seen all of them. But I'll throw it to you, Matt, first of all. Are there any players right now out there that, um, A, you like and, B, that you think are a real chance of winning this game and why? Uh, the one that has really grown on me, and I just love him, Ross. That guy, oh, yes. that so guy is gold TV. 
Uh, when Luke, when when Luke did that confessional where he says, you know, he, he he's known as Luke Loose. Uh, look, wasn't Loose Luke, but uh, Roscoe, um, he's even looser. I mean, that just you can just tell it by just the the stuff we've seen of Ross. You know, he just I I, I don't know I how much of a game. I reckon you'd have to night with Ross. I reckon yes. you'd have the oh, and, and I don't hilarious. yeah, I I don't think Ross is leading the charge at any of the strategy game. I I I'm not. I don't think he's sitting there saying, you know, oh, this is what we need to do and this is, you know, how I need to get myself to the end. I think I think he's, you know, hopped on the train, he's along for the ride and he's just going to be gold TV until his time is up and he will get voted out by a smarter player. But I hope he goes deep. I'd love to see him go, you know, be the fifth one out, fifth last one out or something like that because I, I don't think he can win. I, I don't think... You know, I don't think that's his game play unless someone takes him to it, t- takes him to the end. But if they take him to the end, I, I mean, he's a pretty likable guy. He, he could win. Mm. But, um, but yeah, he, he's definitely one that I, I really hope he goes um, a long way. I just want to see him on the TV. Um, someone that I think could win, um, I, I'm thinking that I like that Janine Alliance, uh, Janine, Abby, Pia, I, I think out of the females, if, if you it's going to be, girls, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, if it's going to be, a, if it's going to be a, a female that I, I love that, I think they're very smart. I think Abby, yeah. I think especially oh. Janine, I think Janine is, she knows how to talk to people. She knows how to interact with people. Oh, so I, I, I would love to it, probably either that group. I'd love to see one of them win or um, out of the content, the original contenders, um, yeah, maybe maybe like a probably Sean. He probably doesn't need the money, but um, he's got Megan you know, Gale. Like Come on, he doesn't need anything extra. <laughs> oh yeah, I would love to. Oh, I would love to see Andy win. I mean, that's a no-brainer for me. Andy win. I don't think he's going to win, but um, but yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Andy win. But yeah, realistically, maybe a, a Sean from the from the original contenders. Just Anita, before you answer the same question, let's let's put a scenario out here because you know it was very well known that Megan Gale before Sean Hampson was with Andy from Hamish and Andy. So uh, imagine a final two of Sean and Andy. And Andy wins. Do you think that Megan Gale gets a little bit pissed off? <laughs> uh, no, she's not pissed off. Have a look at it. Exactly. Gorgeous. Come on, she's not pissed off. I mean, God, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't swing that way, but I'd say Sean's more attractive than me. Nah. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, <laughs> that guy is too good looking, but he played for Carlton, yeah. so I liked him. So it'd be good on Sunday night. Doesn't look good Sunday night coming up yeah. between him and Dave. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. just say this, Ben. If you, when when at the start of the game when they want that group photo of of all twenty four contestants, if you're a, if you're a male, you're, you're not standing next to Sean. You're oh, making no. sure you're walking over the. You're making sure that's your first strategic decision <laughs> in the game is get away from him and walk to the other side and make sure you're on the. Yeah, you know, you're, you're standing next to Baden or something like yeah, that when Ross you get that group John photo or because, something like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you, any, anyone that's standing next to. Um, that, uh, and David and Luke are standing beside him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Simon, yeah, Simon Black. Can we just point out Simon Black's looking pretty darn good too. I've got to say. So you know, get them all next to each yeah. other. Um, what, yeah. what, what is going on with Simon? While we're talking about Simon, what, what uh, what's going on with him? We've where, seen nothing of where him. Where is he? What, one is he? Confess- <laughs> he's had one. He's had one confessional, I believe. Only one. It's I. I think it's he's just crazy. Quite a man, isn't he? Well, he's I think. Yeah, yeah, I actually. Quite, I'm I think from um, if you know much about Simon Black, there, yeah, I think he's kind of he's a, a fairly reserved sort of person. Like I think you'd have a, a lot different time if you'd gotten you know Jason Ackermanis or something out there from that oh, period of, of of the Brisbane Lions <laughs> dominance. But 
It's 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 interesting though with Simon because you know I as I'm not even a Brisbane Lions fan, yeah, but I was a big fan. Warwick Kappa would be brilliant out there, you know, Brendan Fuller, yes. something oh, like that. But it's oh my god, it's interesting because you you kind of going back to the point where I was saying about like was ET trying to be another Matt Rogers? I mean, God, Simon Black is the complete opposite of Brian Lake. Like, I mean, it's kind of you know. But sh- surely, surely they know this before they pick. I mean, are they deliberately picking players that? Are, are very quiet. I mean, or are they just? Are they just getting them on? For I think the they're name? just bigger personalities at the moment. Like, I would. Bigger... I would almost go out on a limb and say that they casting sits down and go, okay, we're going to have another champions tribe. We need an NRL legend. We need an AFL legend. And I would assume that they would put the feelers out there to agents and things yeah. like that. And they might have tried for a Favola or an Ackermanis or Warwick Kappa. I mean, okay, if they tried Warwick Kappa, he'd be on this bloody show. He says yes to everything, but like <laughs> it, it's. At the end of the day, maybe that's all they could get, and yeah, you know that's kind of how it is. I think it's it's interesting with Simon because yeah, he was kind of on the outs with everything that, and if they hadn't swapped, he probably would have gone next. But he's kind of just so unassuming and just there. I feel like he's not going anywhere for a while. Is Simon? Black. I don't. No. He's, he's not ruffling any feathers. So who's going to no, vote him that's out? Right. That's right. He yeah. could win this oh, no, game. He- I don't think he will, but he could. I mean, yeah, definitely. did we see Christy for how long? Oh, the the first man. Channel 10 one? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Anita, yeah, I, what was that? Who so, do you like? Who, who are you liking? Who, who am I liking? Who's your winner's pick? Yeah. Oh, winner's pick. It's, yeah, I'm terrible at these. Um, <laughs> I think I actually said uh, in our episode the other week, I think I said Sam or Pia. So I'm going well with Sam. But <laughs> Pia, Pia is an interesting one to me because... You know, oh. if if I'm not good at reading the edit, but if I'm trying to analyse on how Australian Survivor generally works, I think of Shane last season. Shane got a lot of airtime early on, kind of went missing for a while, and then just got enough floating underneath the radar until right at the very end. I feel Pia got a fair bit at the beginning. She's kind of just had a few snippets here and there. She's in sort of a, a decent female alliance with Janine and people like that where kind of she's just staying around. And I feel as though Pia could just kind of float around a lot enough while all the other players take each other out that she could be in contention at the end. It's just how would she sell her game? So, yeah, look, Pia is someone that I'm watching. Um, I, I, I like. I'm still on the Sean train. I think Sean's doing decently enough now that he can kind of have a bit of a sniff there. Uh, Janine, I think, is doing enough that she could be in contention, but. Yeah, it's it's tricky because it's so Dave and Luke centric and Andy and that sort of stuff mm. that it's to me it's kind of it's almost too early to fully pick a winner. It but it is. I mean, we've still got so long to go, really, haven't we? Yeah. And then there's some really big characters to, still to develop too. I think you know that connection between Daisy and Sean still got to play out. I reckon you know Abby is merge, someone if too. If I feel we haven't mentioned Abby. Yeah, I think like. Abby- Abby, what I about mean, John? You know? Yeah, John. No, I mean, no one everyone, loves everyone loves John. No, no, no. Um, but even, even I'll say everyone. this though too. Even Luke, because I think Luke is in a good partnership with David, where David's going to get all the heat. And yep. Luke, as yep. you meant, you both mentioned. This guy is likable. You're drawn to him, and yeah, he's kind of been a bit cocky, Luke, like he was. But even back on his original season. I don't think people saw that outside of the confessionals. So, like, if Luke can stick around, Luke's 
got enough about him that I think Luke could win this game. So Absolutely. I totally agree too. Totally. You know, Luke Luke is a really likable person. He'd be, you know, he's still you know, 110 in challenges, he'd be doing all the hard work around camp, you know, he'd be entertaining. And people, like those people, there's a lot of fans on that on on that this season, you know, they, they saw his game, they'd be knowing he'd be up to tricks. But it, it all seems doesn't seem to be worrying anyone really at the moment either, does it? Mm. Which has surprised me. It's actually pleasantly surprised yeah. me. I kind of thought maybe he could go down the Russell route and all of a sudden people are going to target yeah. him straight away. But, um you know, it's it's no, definitely going to be interesting. He's very likable. He's very he's a real character. He's fun, and again, you'd you'd be totally drawn to him. You know, he uh, he's just a larrikin. He's real classic Aussie larrikin, like John too. I reckon. You know, those two. Gosh, oh, around a fire. Oh, and Ross. <laughs> what a mullet, by the way, too. That that's a that's a man's mullet. Like that is you know that is a good mullet. Casting gold. <laughs> really uh, another is. character. Another character we haven't really touched on, which is surprising. Um, Maddie, the wrestler. <laughs> yes. What, what's your take? I think he's definitely someone that everyone will have an opinion on. Um, you know, the bits that we are seeing of him, it's, it's almost repeating the same line. You know, at the challenge. Uh, you know. But you know what? I, I don't believe. Like, I think you know he is a school, high school teacher during the day, and he is a yeah. pro wrestler at night, right? I reckon that is such his character. I reckon as a high school teacher, I, I think he's really likable around camp. I don't. I don't. That you know, he doesn't give off that. You know, sure, he's just he's just in the game. He's just so passionate. He's yeah, loud and yelling, and I get that. You know, once you're in that moment in in a challenge, and you just want to win. Like, I mean, it's over the top totally, but I, I don't think he's unlikable ar- around camp. In fact, I think he's he is quite likable. I think he's encouraging and he's got a real soft side to him. I think yeah. it's, yep. it look, definitely can get very annoying in those challenges, but there's something <laughs> about him that, like, it's not like David where I find myself really disliking the guy, like... There are definitely moments where I'm like, oh, my God, Matt, shut up. But I think there was something in the last episode where Matt was doing his usual and then um, Jono said something to him and kind of Matt was kind of like, oh, you know, trust me, you'd know if you went up against me or something like that. Like, it was just (laughs) the way he kind of said it. I was kind of like, okay. And then Jono just lost it. He laughed. And I kind of, I appreciated that moment. And I really liked him um, with Sarah when she wouldn't jump off the thing. Like, that was a nice moment. Um, yeah, that's what he won me there. That's where he got me. I do wonder though, because we obviously we don't see everything. I do wonder if he first got up there and tried to give her the pep talk about jumping, and then maybe John said, uh, John said to Maddie, "Look, just let it go." And then he's realised because they sort of you didn't see him sort of you just saw all of a sudden he was climbing up. Then he's up there and he's like, oh, "Okay." I just I would have loved to have seen that whole the whole clip to see did he try to go up there to try to get her to jump and then John probably said look mate just let it go we're not winning. I do like the um, rivalry cause... between him and Luke though it kind of reminds me of um, <laughs> Jamie and Maddie. um Bobby John in Guatemala uh sort yeah, of you know that sort right. of heated little thing coming together like that so um yeah and yeah and last season with uh, was it Matt and um oh who Robbie. Was it? Uh, and Robbie. Robbie yeah 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 so. 
Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's interesting, but I, I think again, kind of back to your point, I think you had earlier, Anita, that we're talking about him, so like it's working. I mean, God, have you know who are some people we haven't even mentioned? We've barely talked about Baden, uh, Casey, Casey. Baden. Casey. Um. <laughs> it, it, so, so, I just cut you off there for a sec, Ben. You know, it's funny we haven't talked about Baden. Where I'm, you look probably at the players left. It, would I be wrong in saying that he possibly could be in the best position right now? Like he's not. He's in a good alliance. He's in with two guys that are going to have a target on their back. He's not going to probably be seen as too much of a threat. We often see a lot of those players go all the way. Um, good point. I certainly think he. I certainly uh, think I certainly think uh, right now if I had to put money on who's going to make the top 6 or the top 5 he would be my first pick. Uh, you know, some players he may not win, I don't know, but he's certainly uh, got to be a favorite to at least make the last five people, I would say. I just think he's in a great position. I think in terms of the edit, he's kind of a bit similar with Pierre at the moment, going back to my point of kind of like you get a bit, you sort of you disappear for a bit, but you get enough that you're kind of still noticeable. So, yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Um, and, look, he's, he's yeah, he's not ruffling feathers. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a very interesting point to, to make. He's, he's a bit, he's almost like a male Christie, isn't he, kind of just in terms of his... Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why I. That's what I was sort of. He's not rubbing to. anyone up the wrong no. way. I think. Um, I think Matt's got a bit of a soft spot for him. I think, like that high school teacher and that that kid sort of thing. I think, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, he yeah, he's in a good position. You know, I think I remember reading something about David saying, you know, about taking a goat to the end or something like that for the slaughter, leading them to the slaughter. Like mm. you can sort of see maybe that what he's planning for him. But the thing with Baden, though, he, he nearly got voted out of that tribe um, first, okay. you know, on a second episode with Laura. Uh, so that's something, I mean, he can play. If he does get to the end, he can play off that. He can use the whole factual, I mean, hey, I, I could have been gone. His confidence really grown. You can see it in yeah. each episode. His confidence is growing. Well, he um, yeah. holding his own now, He especially when he did well in that challenge and in the swimming one the other day. Man, he was he was killing it. But that was Chris. Yeah. Christy very that, nearly went home too, didn't she, in an episode yeah. and then kind of recovered. That's exactly right. Yeah, first yeah. episode, that's true. First episode, she had that, yeah, she had she a, bit of, a, bit, of a <laughs> bit of a breakdown in that first episode because she was, she was worried that she was going to get voted for and in the end she ends up going to win it. Baden, but, you know, Baden still, like I said, he, he could easily been voted out, um, being, I love being voted out in that fir- yeah, that's first good. episode. And, oh, so, sorry, second episode. And then um, and now, he, yeah, he, he, I think he's in a great position and he's he has made moves. He he's gone with the the David Luke, um, John and um, Daisy alliance. So he did sort of he was involved in that switch. So he, you know he, he's building a bit of a um, as they say I hate saying it but a bit of a resume for himself. And yeah, I think he's in a great position. <laughs> I think you're very I similar to that word. I hate it too. Uh, I I'm I'm a hundred percent down. I hate this terminology of the survivor resume. My God, tell me one Amer- tell me one Amer- winner who has won the, the game. There's never been a winner who has won the game, who has won because they've had a resume. Like, it's just this terminology that is created for the use on sounding good on TV, and it never comes up as something that actually gets you to win the game. Uh, (laughs) As soon as I I said that word, I knew I opened up a can of worms. Let's make a pact that we'll never mention that word again. To me, that's as bad as as, um, I hate casual fan. Like, I feel there's just such a nicer way of putting (laughs) the term casual fan. Like, I just, I don't... Think it. Um, yeah, what are they? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you would describe it because it, it does describe it well, if I'm being honest. But at the same time, I just, yeah. I, it just feels so demeaning to somebody who is a quote casual fan. Like I don't think it's something yeah. that you can say. Um, I'm going to get into some of these listed questions because I think a lot of these are going to answer some other stuff randomly. But I'm just going to put this out there right right now. You each can give me one answer and one answer only. After eight episodes, who is winning this game, Anita? Just one person? One person. Oh. I want to replay this in like a, a month or two's time to see if anyone can get this right. Um, Sean. Okay, Matt. Uh, of <laughs> I'm going to say Janine. Okay, oh. all right. I'm going to say Pia, just because. I feel like she was one of my two that I picked at the beginning, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> well, if if, if if Pia goes to the end, I dare say Janine will be somewhere around with her, so we might be in with a chance if that happens. <laughs> I, I, I would be happy for a Pia win. I, I, I like Pia. She has not oh, aged a day. Oh. She looks incredible. Can I just say, she's the same, looks exactly the same as looking for Ella Brady. Yep. Whatever she's eating in the morning for breakfast, it's bloody working. Good on you, Pia. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know the fun fact about Jonathan's brother? played her dad. That's true, Anthony Nepal, yes. I, that's a, uh, That's connecting the dots. There you go. Jeez. <laughs> it's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, survivor style. I like it. Um, everyone who sent listener questions in, thank you very much. We do have a few, and I'll, I'll skip through some of them. I'll get to some of them and kind of go through what we can get here. Um, I'm going to start on the ones on our Facebook page because I ignored them last time and I felt bad. Sorry, Chris. Uh, you're obviously a very passionate listener of the show and I ignored you. I'm sorry. So I'm going to get to your two first of all. The first question he asks is, uh, it's for both of you, which player do you both feel is most like you from this season? I'll start with you, Matt. Oh, uh, Definitely Andy. I think if, well, I know for a fact that if you would have got to see more of me, um, what kills me about Andy is my my whole thing was the whole throwing. You saw in my immunity challenge, I was the the thrower, and and um, and that was going to be my thing. And and now to sit back and and watch Andy and all these all these immunity challenges, are up, they're all about throwing at the end, especially <laughs> in those first four or five episodes. They're all about throwing, and he oh, was just Maddie. he was getting all the glory, and I was sitting there thinking, "You Maddie. are kidding! You are kidding me!" I was on one <laughs> yeah, season too, oh, too early. That was my. That had had some tissues. That would have been hard to see. Uh, I know, I know, and uh, <laughs> so that killed me. But yeah, definitely Andy, and that's why I just love the way he's, um, yeah, he, he, that he's he's trying all these things, and now it's not now it's not paid off, and he's he's doing a bit of weaseling, and you know he, he knows what's happening. He, he's definitely switched on. I, he knows what needs to be done. It's just a matter of for him getting the numbers to do it, and we'll see if he can do that. Anita. Mm, I would say I, I'm definitely Sarah, you know, the mum of the tribe, the, you know, even though Sarah and I are different personalities, I'm quite, I'm like Daisy's personality, loud and out there and opinionated and blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I'm Sarah the mum. I'm your typical older mum, the older player, yeah. Well, Chris has given his viewpoint. He said that, oh. yes, he believes Sarah is most like you, Anita. Uh, he reckons that, Matt, you're most like Harry. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, I can, yeah, see, I can that. see that too. Hmm. Chris adds another question. And this, is a, this is a fun one. This is kind of one of these sort of, I feel a question that you guys would probably get asked by the casual fan or somebody who's not familiar with Survivor. And I like these questions sometimes. We did a, um, a random secrets episode many years ago on Survivor Oz where we basically, I think we had Sandra and Kobe on from memory 
and Billy Garcia. Wow. And we basically just talked about, like, going to the toilet and just, like, random things that you probably don't want to know, but it was so interesting. Chris asked, this isn't about going to the toilet, don't worry. Uh, after you both finished playing the game, what food and drinks did you go for first after starving for several days? Or Maddie? Well, you want me to go first? All right. So I remember, obviously, I was only there for two days. So I was, I was still hungry. Don't get me wrong. We hadn't slept and um, hadn't eaten. I think I only had a, I don't had a, one piece of pawpaw or something while I was out there in two days. So um, you get to, you know, when you when you get voted out and you do your last little interview, you you get on a bus and they take you back to the hotel and and they ask you when in the van they ring your order ahead and ask you what you want. And uh, I got it was I think it was like. Um, chicken uh see some chicken and some veggies and i remember um i ordered two cokes because i was so thirsty (laughs) i hadn't i hadn't hadn't been drinking much and i remember they said oh oh, do you want a soft drink i said coke and i said make it two and i remember (laughs) when i when i got back there was my meal waiting for me and it was two two big bottles 600 ml bottles of coke waiting for me so uh, in the end no i remember i remember because i had to be up early um like that was after midnight by the time i got back there and they, they wanted me up at like 6 a.m. to do more stuff. And, and uh, yeah, I remember I only ended up drinking one one bottle of Coke and then, then crashed on it because I hadn't slept in two days. But, yeah, I'll always remember that. I was, I was pretty thirsty. Well, I, I was 21 days without a reward. So <laughs> I'd only ever had rice, beans and pawpaw and coconut. Um, so I'd lost eight kilos from my wow. tiny size. So I was starving. And the first thing I had was um, a steak and salad, but it made me feel sick. Um, and then I had a packet of chips because I love like a, a packet of chippies and a cup of tea. <laughs> and then later on at night I had um, a block of chocolate and that was really yummy. But it actually, took me so- ages to actually really eat properly again, actually. Uh, actually, I just re- I just realised. I was just thinking, what time did you get back? But because your, yours was totally different, you you That's got right. eliminated. You, I, for- yeah, I keep forgetting that Excuse you got me? eliminated. Um, during- will, uh, yes, exactly. Let's just remind everyone: I wasn't voted out. I was eliminated. I didn't That's get right. my draft. So yeah, so you, it would have been like the afternoon, lunchtime. or the afternoon or morning lunchtime. Wow. So yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for for I guess for for everyone else that gets voted out at tribal, you're not getting you're yeah. not getting back till well after midnight. Um, by the time you get back and, and everything. But, yeah, you were, you were different. You were, yeah, lunchtime. Well, yeah. The one that always baffles me with Australian Survivor is that once you're voted out, you go home, don't you? You don't get held in sort of sequestered yeah. like they do for the US one, which, I mean, that, that must be great. a kick, they kick in the... Australia and stuff. Well, they do. Like, they send them on holidays, particularly the obviously the pre-merge ones. But because, like, that to me is also a real, like, kick in the teeth. Because, like, Matt, I can imagine that you come home and then, like, straight away... People know that clearly you're like gone basically first. You're back within a couple of days of going off. So, do you both but, wish you kind of had that sort of like 50 day experience? Oh, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I do, definitely. Oh, um, of, of course. Yeah. To even just to be a part of it still. Like you do, like you, you go from a really, um, a, a, a place where you're, you know, monitored and you, there's all these people around you and your friends are there and, the crew that you know even though you don't have anything to do with them but they're a part of you to um sitting in a hotel room and you're like oh all by yourself and you don't have your phone straight away and you're like on a plane back home and you're like oh it's it's sort of lonely for me like because I'm such a social person it was like I've gone from that to that it was that was really that was hard 
I, I can't recall if I told this story to you last time, Ben, but, yeah, for me, my, my couple of days on the island kept went from bad to worse because uh, the next day um, after I got voted out, they, you know, you have to do some some sort of psych testing, make sure you're right, and then, and then they let you go. Well, we're on Savvy Savvy, so we, we, we've got to catch a small plane to the, back to Nandy and then, and then catch the international flight home. Well, for, for me, so by that stage, I was done. Like, I just, you want to get, you know, you've just, you're out first for me. You know, you're out first. You just want to, you know, you want to get home then. You've you got nothing, you know, you, you're sort of disappointed. And I finally do the flight from Savu Savu to Nandi, get to the airport, and it's like a seven hour delay on the oh. plane. And I'm just thinking, and I'm just In thinking, Nandi, that airport's I, tiny. You would have been bored. I know, I know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, just when you couldn't get. Any worse, you know, like for me, everything went wrong in my time in Fiji. And just when you think that nothing else could go wrong, you turn up at the airport <laughs> to go home and it's a seven-hour delay, which meant the flight wasn't leaving till about 3.30 in the morning. Oh. But thankfully, I, thankfully, they put me up at, I think it was a Novotel, and I, yeah, got to have a feed and a bit of a sleep and I rang back home. And, yeah, and obviously then, you know, you ring your loved ones and they, you know, they realise that you're out, especially for me, it's out first, so it's a bit of a... Bit of a shock, and they uh, they you know, sort of want to know what went wrong. But uh, but yeah, I thought that was just an interesting sort of thing that happened to me. Just when I thought nothing else could go wrong, it was still happening. <laughs> wow, interesting. Um, next question here. I I, I don't know if uh, well, I, I'm assuming I might know who this person is for you, Matt. Um, Jesse Lynch, Matt. How did you get so good looking? Oh, funny, funny, funny. Um, look, when, 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 when you've got someone like Sean Hansen on, on, on the contenders these days, yeah, yeah, you can't compete with that. So, <laughs> is that is that is that Mrs. Matt? Is that the uh, the the significant other? No, no. Oh, all right. I thought you just getting your... <laughs> never mind. Uh... <laughs> That's his mum. That's his mum. Obviously, just a, a big fan. Yes, no, maybe, maybe a big fan of first boots. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's Billy Garcia. Um, well, this actually isn't a listener question, but I, I've just read this about you, Anita, and I, I need to ask this for you. Reading your bio, um, you are the number one fan of Oprah Winfrey, and you have Oprah's signature tattooed on your neck. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so we had Oprah came to Australia. Yes. Um, a few years back, and we um, they were giving away tickets. You had to go into – actually, you had to go in – it was like a barrel draw. And I've, I used to love love watching Oprah in, in my day. And so she was coming to Australia and I made some cupcakes with Oprah on it. And the local um, paper took a photo of me with these Oprah cupcakes. And then I was asked to be um, like a fan. Everyone – every state had a fan come to Sydney and have a makeover and, you know, prove what you do as a fan. And so we all went, like everyone, every person from in Australia, Australia went to, flew to Sydney and I said, oh, I just love her so much, I'd get a tattoo. And they were like, would you? And I was like, yeah. And then um, then I was like, oh, and then we all flew home and I was like, oh, geez, I have to go and get this just in case I win. So <laughs> I, I have a yeah. Did, yeah. So did she I actually sign it and you got it tattooed? Did you meet her or? No, no. A lady from Tasmania won. I oh, didn't. good honour. Yes, of course she did. What a great state <laughs> that is. See, Tasmanians can win oh, things. Yeah, Put them on Survivor. Come on. Shane Gould doesn't count. Just because she lives there, she's on a Tasmanian. I'm sorry. Um, we're the only well, state or territory. Get on, get on the boat and come on over and audition in Melbourne, don't you? Well, uh, we, I've sent a few videos in and that sort of stuff. But, like, 
I've noticed just on Wikipedia, they list Shane Gould as being from Bishano in Tasmania. But, like, when you're from a small state like Tasmania, you know who the famous Tasmanians are. Like, your your Olympians, your cricket players, you know, Ricky Ponding, David Boone. You know who they are. Like, no one in the history of Tasmania has ever gone, the great Tasmanian Shane Gould, who won all these gold medals. Like, she lives there. That's it. So, I love how they're listing her as a Tasmanian. Because Tasmania is the only state or territory in the history of Australian Survivor that has never had a contestant. In Aww. six seasons, we've never had a contestant. So Where's the Northern Territory. Northern Territory has Nova. Um, is Northern Territory. Uh, there oh. was um, one or two on the very original Australian uh, Channel Nine version. Um, oh. so yeah, no, the, the, even the Northern Territory has a Canberra has too. So yeah, it's um, it's it's down to Tassie. So, yep, and we've we've produced great reality TV people. Reggie Bird, one of the greatest Australian reality oh, contestants of all time. Come on, she's a winner too. She she she's she's down the road from you guys both. She's uh down in the on the Gold Coast. So um, there yes. she is. Uh, all right, let's go through some. I wonder, uh, j- 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 just on that, Ben. I wonder if any can Norfolk Island Islanders can they apply? That would be interesting. I it's <laughs> part of Australia, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. Christmas yeah. Island. There'll be a Norfolk Island person on the show, bloody, before a Tasmanian. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> there, there will be. There will be. Um, so, I'm just going to scroll through these ones. I haven't even read half of these questions, so some of these are probably going to... I'm just going to skip the ones that are repetitive. Thanks, everyone, who sent these in. I probably won't get time to go through all of these. Uh, Margaret Smith says, no questions. Just wanted to say I enjoyed listening to your podcast with Matt, Ben. Uh, it was very fun and looking forward to this one with you and Anita. Can we expect Des, Andrew, and Craig back on the podcast? And I've been hoping Kat could make an appearance as promised a few years ago that is a very good point we did oh, nearly very get okay. on i forgot about that um we i've actually reached out to a few people today um so yeah andrew will be on at one point as i mentioned zach is looking likely he'll be on next week tara um we sort of haven't had her on since the exit interview a couple of years ago i'm, I'm actually really trying to get at least one person from every season so even we had obviously had a couple of channel nine season one people on a, a few years ago and I'm really trying to get, because I think Celebrity Survivor Season 2, Channel 7 version is the, the black sheep of the whole family. Um, David Oldfield, to me, who is obviously more known as being a bit of a dastardly politician, he owned that season. And he came at number three as the third greatest Australian Survivor player of all time, based on our rankings. So we're really trying to get David Oldfield on. So watch this space, Margaret. We'll get, we're, we're planning some good things coming up. Um, ah, here's a question which I think we've already answered. Lexi, uh, this is for you, Anita. Uh, did you apply for Australian Survivor back in 2002? But you obviously said no, you didn't. So, that's been answered. Did you, were you attempted back then? Do you remember? Sort of thinking that you would apply? No, no, it just, it just wasn't happening in my, I just, well, you, no, no, just, I only applied this year, Mm -hmm. uh, last year, and that was what I, yeah. I just, um, it was about timing too because it's a massive thing to do. You really have to give up so much. I ended I had a career with Queensland Yogurt, a great com- uh, company, so I had to give that up. Like you have to really plan it. I, uh, a few years ago I still had children at home. I'm an empty nester now. So it was, it's really is about, for me, for me it was about timing. So, yeah. And, Ben, she was probably tr- trying to get on Big Brother instead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm joking, Anita. Oh, <laughs> see, see it's, it's weird to me that, like, I love Survivor so much and I would love to be on the show, but I just personally know I would really struggle with, like, the whole sleeping on the ground and stuff like that. So, like, if I if you said to me, Ben, I can put you on any reality show you want, 
I would probably almost choose Big Brother or The Amazing Race over Survivor just because I know I could do those two. But having said yeah. that, though, I, I really do think I would honestly choose Survivor. I feel like I have to at least try and play the game. And I'd want to be known as a Survivor contestant. So not just that idiot who yeah. likes Brian it's, Hyde. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty special thing to have on your on your, your, um, your bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to use those, like, you don't like these terms, you know. You do, yeah, it is a pretty special special club to be in. Yeah. One day. And maybe, look, who knows, I can get on. Uh, I will be a first boot, Matt, and then I'll be invited back on a season with you, <laughs> like first boots versus, you know, middle <laughs> boots against Anita, and then we can all Who's play your favourite all-time player, In, like, Australia or US or? Everything. Yeah, uh, US. Brian Hardick, to me, is the king. Um, the greatest of all time, and um, yeah, absolute hands down. Him and Kim Spradlin would be just behind. So I'm very pumped to see Kim next season. <laughs> Who's your favourite Australian player? <sighs> well, it'd have to be either Matt or Anita. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question, actually. Um, yeah. Katie, Katie from season one, Australia. Uh, the, oh, the, I like the, Katie, Katie Gold. As in Katie Gold, yeah, as in see, way back oh, season one, season. Channel 9. Um, just because, yeah. yeah, like she just brought something to the game and that finale of Australian Survivor season one, there's not been an episode like that, I feel, ever in any version. It was just something else. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, she brought, like, she legitimately has a confessional where she says, maybe I could kill one of them. (laughs) I'm, like, talking about one of the players. Like, what is that? (laughs) Like, But what what about from the recent seasons, though? Oh, look, um, I was, I I loved Andrew in season three just because he, he, Drop the Brian Hardick quote. The the business. Yeah, trip. The, the business trip. I I actually became a hu- <laughs> I became a huge flick fan just because I think when I because yeah, I, I kind of watched it, stopped watching it, and then came back and watched it again. I didn't appreciate the first time, but I really really enjoyed flick. Jericho was a hoot, absolute hoot. Um, yeah, that's it's a very good question actually, because it's you know I feel like I talk so much shit about the Channel Ten version without appreciating the good, so. I don't know if I thought hard about that question, but if I had to just give you an answer, right now, I'd See, probably say Flick. So this would have, this would have been your chance to say Zach, seeing you're, you're getting <laughs> him on next week. You, you, you missed an opportunity. I am there, a suck-up. I am a suck-up. <laughs> um, but I, you've got to always think forward. You do kind of like certain players for certain reasons. Like, I mean, I hated Luke during when his first season, and I, I had it. Ak Ak refused to do an exit interview with me because basically I bagged out Luke so much. Henry uh, <laughs> confronted me on air about my hatred of Luke. I got Luke on the show, and I was like, I feel like I should apologise to you because I you know called you a dickhead a lot. And he's like, man, fucking call me whatever you want. I don't care. Like you know, I thought I would have thought I was a dickhead too. So I'm like, sweet, I love this guy. He can get the humour that I'm trying to do with it. So, um, yeah. Open. Great question, guys. You two should be the host on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we flipped the script on you, Ben. No, I like it. I like it when they do that. Um, Prudence says, was this week's episodes of Survivor Australia the best yet? I was on the edge of my seat and glad David, Andy, and Luke survived. It would be so boring if we lost one of them. I don't, I don't know if Prudence is implying the best of the season or best of all time. I mean, I... Oh, yeah. I thought it, it, was a good, it was a good one. I loved it the other night. I agree. I yeah, Matt. I still oh, love. I still love yeah. the Benji, 
Benji Tribal. Yeah, it, it, the last two are definitely definitely up there with um, with some of the the best we've seen. And like you said, I, I made it clear right from the start that Luke and David, I, I'm, I could keep watching them every night, you know, for the next six months. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm loving what I'm seeing with them. I'm loving I'm loving that we're seeing more of Luke this year. He's sort of, you know, I can understand why you Ben, you thought Luke maybe last year. We only saw that one side of him. He was a bit of a you know, some of the stuff he was saying and he was a bit of a joker where this side we're actually seeing him as a actual person and what, you know, that he is a, he is a bloody smart survivor player. He's, mm-hmm. he is, he knows what's going on and, and, and I love seeing that about him. So um, there was a bit of, there was a bit of backlash on social media about, I think JLP, some of the stuff in, in that, is it the second last tribal when he was kind of putting David in it a little bit Um but you know that sort of was a bit of an awkward tribal. But um, but yeah, it was. Um, no, I'm love. I think it was some of the. It was definitely the best of this season. Anyway, the last two episodes. Well, well Prudence adds, can David and Luke manage to survive until the merge? And if they do, will that make them the best in uh, Survivor Australian history? You sort of touched on that, Matt. I mean, I, I think what you summed it up before. If David can pull that win, if David can pull this win off, like goes up there as one of the best games in the history of Survivor, no matter what version. It- if if David pulls if David wins it from here, he is up there with Richard Hatch. Like yep. I'm, w- without question. I don't care if you like him or love him. Anyone, if David ends up winning it from from here, with everything he's done already, no, it, I don't think that game will ever be able to be repeated in a hundred seasons and 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 someone win like that. Um, yeah, I don't think he will win, but um, oh, I'd love it if he did. I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, Erica says, did Luke and David make the right call to vote out Sarah? I'll go with you, Anita, on that one first. Mm, I think so. Matt, I think they know oh, what they're oh. doing. Yep. I, I was confused. I know, because we're not really... You, you automatically think Andy. Well, we're kind of at that part of the game. Um, you know, I know Sarah was probably... Looking, you know, you're looking at the team list, possibly that you know the the weakest challenge person on the tribe. It, I'm just wondering. Well, I, don't that, weakest. I just think. Well, um, uh, no, I don't necessarily think that. I think. Um, oh, I don't know. It's sort of like keep your enemies close. You know, that's the old well, saying. Like, well, that that that's what I was going to get at. Is, is it? We we kind of I guess it's sort of portrayed as oh she she was voted out because maybe in challenges she was going to be a, a, you know maybe at the, the bottom of the sort of list but maybe she got voted out because they just the the, the guys knew that they that she would never work with them you know maybe we didn't really yeah. get to see we didn't really get to see a lot of Sarah but you know from I think from what we we've seen of Sarah Sarah you know she she knows who she is in life you know she's been through a lot of stuff. She, as she said, she's built a cleaning business from the, the ground up. Someone like that, and, and it's like Janine. She was a loyal contender. She that, had a strong relationship with Hannah. She, you right. know, she wasn't going to flip necessarily. Andy was showing that he was willing to. Mm. Yeah, as a, they, those sort of players, like like a Janine and said, they they know who they are, and they're not going to cop shit from people. Where we've already seen with Andy, look at Andy. He's already he wants to stay in that game, and he's. He would do anything to stay in that game, and if that means he's got to help those guys go further for a while, he'll do it. Where someone like Sarah, I think, would have ended up given the opportunity if if they did a, a, a merge or another tribe swap, she would have gladly gone with other people to get rid of those two. So, 
So I think that's probably maybe why they, they more got rid of her, but we didn't really get to see a whole lot exactly why she was in the end, but um, they kind of made out it was going to be Andy. But, but um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Speaking of interesting one, Ray asked the question, is it just me or is David giving you guys Tyson vibes? <laughs> you know my thoughts on Tyson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, he's playing. He's playing a better game than Tyson. I like, would one hundred percent agree with that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Ty- Tyson. Yeah. Tyson played two rubbish games, and then uh, he got a very lucky hand dealt to him at the end of that season. He won. I mean, yeah, survivors about luck. I'm not saying you know any winner in this game is not have yeah. luck, but yeah, like everybody's uh, little favorite Sierra. Uh, when it comes to her gameplay in that season, kind of very much handed Tyson a good ride at the end. Um, so that's another so, podcast. So just, 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 just with that though, I mean, a lot of the people we've sort of said that we're going to possibly win. Um, I know, I know, Anita, you said Sean, so he's an original contender. But at the moment, what we've got, we've got seven champions and nine contenders left. Do you reckon is that now gone? Do we reckon as far as where who started off? Like the contenders, champions, does it matter now? Do you reckon uh, that number? No, I don't think that matters now. It's it was sort of still quite obvious a lot in our season, didn't don't you think? But yeah. I I think it's I think everyone's a bit out for themselves at the moment now. It feels like yeah. that. I mean, they've got little they've got their voting blocks and they've got their little little groups, but um, yeah, it doesn't feel as contender strong. Or, you know, no, I agree. I agree. Stronger. I think the mix up was really big. So, you know, it wasn't just like last year. I think it was only Teagues and Shawnee went over, you know, yeah. to the end. So, and, you know, uh, yeah. and, and Teague and went sort of thing. So, and that was still very champion strong there. That, you know, that was that was tough to break, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think at the moment you can you can scrap the whole how many original contenders, how many original champions. I think it's, it's even though we're still not at merge yet, um, yeah, it's definitely game on. I don't think it matters what tribe you started off with now. It's just it's every, every man for himself. Some of these ones, um, these questions we've touched on, so I'm not really going to get into the question side of things, so we've talked about it, but I'm just going to read it down there. Marlene says, uh, talks about Baden getting a winner's edit and compares uh, him a little bit to Christy uh, and as well as Shane. So I, I think we talked about that, Marlene, so yeah, glad that you brought I that agree. up. Yeah, I agree. Um, Loretta, uh, as an American fan, why do you guys, <laughs> oh God, this is like, I, I feel like this is exactly agrees with a lot of my thought processes. Um, why do you guys have over, over the top music score in every scene? <laughs> I can't hear Jonathan in challenges. Either Jeff has a much louder voice or is the music, no, no, Loretta, it's not you. It's, it's the music. Like tribal council annoys the crap out of me because it's just like, you know, uh, Anita, what did you think? I don't know if you guys want to comment on that, but <laughs> well, what, what do you reckon? Well, Anita, last, oh, I, okay. but I think yeah. it like like what was the other? There was something the other day, and it was like fairy music around someone, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it is. That's just typically Australian Survivor, isn't it? Like our mu- so our dramatic. whole music and like at, at tribal. Oh my gosh, even walking up to the to the confession like to vote and it's full on it's big on music isn't it but uh, you know it won us a logie you did <laughs> yeah we talked about this to matt last time i think anita congratulations you, you've been on a logie award-winning show so you're a part logie winner 
I'm not sure. I didn't really have that much to do with it, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get the invite either? No, mate, no. No. Next year. Olga says, love from Israel has always been. Catching up on Australian Survivor and wanted to ask when you think the first non-elimination episode is happening. It should be next week, right? Ooh. Doesn't it happen around seven or eight episodes in? That's a good question. Well, mine was, I was a non-elimination episode and it was, what was it? Many eight. Uh, yeah. yeah. But... Um, I was seventh boot, and now they're at eighth boot. So it's it's tricky, hey? Like, um, it, it, or Tegan would have gone to exile by now. If you guys know when it's going to be, can you let me know so I don't have to watch it? To be honest, yeah. I can't understand. <laughs> oh. I'm with you, Matt. I'm, sorry, I'm Anita, with you, Matt. I, and I'm sorry, Anita, because I know you were involved in a non-elimination elimination episode. But to be honest, I'm old school. I do not need to sit down for over an hour to watch a non-elimination Elimination episode, um, yeah, it's just it's, like, it's one thing I can't stand. Completely. What agree. about, do you like Still Exile, though? Do you like that twist? Do you um, think there'll be a twist like that this year? Yeah. Um, I, yes, I'm not, look, I'm always, I've always said that I believe once you're out, you're out, because I always believe that if you're good enough to get someone out, well, then that you shouldn't have that chance to come back and ruin that person's game. You know, I've always sort of had that stance on that, but... Yeah, there, there possibly could be. You would have loved to extension then, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, at least they at least they did that from the start. I didn't like that yeah. season, but they did it from the start. I, you know, I mean, I mean, as much as it would have been great if you would have got back in the game, I know, I know, obviously Tegan did, and it was great that one of you got the opportunity to come back in the game. But just as a, a fan myself, this is saying it from the fans' point of view, not someone that's played the game. Is you know, I just like the old school. Once you're out, you're out. That's just how I think I'll always be. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with pretty much all that was said there. Um, Cole says, I love John on the season, but I'm shocked he's only 28. Not saying he looks old, but just the way he <laughs> presents himself. Do you think he was an older guy who, guy who grew up in the 70s looking at him immediately? Um, I mean, sure. Um, any comment? I had no idea he was only 28. 20, yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. Shave his mouth off and he'd, he'd be right. But, um, no, nah, he's just typical Aussie character, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you, how old How old was Benji? 28. Was 28. Yeah. Benji's only like 23 Ooh. or something, wasn't he? Wasn't he quite young? Who? Yeah. No, Benji. Oh, how old was Benji? 26, I'm saying. Benji, yeah, Benji was, yeah. No. He seemed a lot younger than... Obviously, I haven't met John, but he's yeah, dead. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have... I would have said... Thir- I would have, yeah, I would have said John would have been like 36, not... Uh, not not 28, yeah. Hmm. Working in those mines is hard work on you. So there you go. Um, June says, not sure if you guys know, but Survivor has been pulling fantastic numbers this season. I think it's about 100,000 viewers behind the block. Um, she says, I think Survivor yeah. is going to be around for a number of years. Uh, that's good news. I haven't been paying attention to that. Right. So that's good. No matter what you think of it, like if you're a fi- like it's just great. Let's keep it on our screens for, for years and years to come. Love it. <laughs> And that's why I don't – that's why I was saying earlier about how we're getting so much of Luke and David, so many confessionals, so much airtime. But if that's making good TV and that's going to get the ratings going and that's going to keep these seasons pumping out, 
make yeah. it happen. Like, right. like I, I, I know we haven't, we haven't spoken about Casey at all tonight. She's the only one we haven't spoken about, which, which is a shame because she's been out there just as long as everyone else, and we know nothing about her. And I really hope we get to see her. But to be honest, if if other players are giving better TV, and it means that the viewers are going to sit their bums on the couch and watch it, and every every episode. I'm all for that because it means we get to keep having these these seasons. I love how families watch it. Like, I think that's what's yeah. a really lovely thing. You know, like how many people, you know, not that I had people come up to me in the streets much, but, you know, how like, you know, they would sit down, have their dinner, and that's how I used to watch it too. And, we, you know, you'd sit down with your kids and it, it attracts those, that, that younger group. You know, those, those kids love watching, you know, those challenges and they love Luke as a character and stuff like that. And that's really cool, like 12-year-olds and stuff. They, they love that stuff. I think what uh, just follow. Sorry, Ben. I'll just just cut you off quickly. I, I just it's funny because Anita said that you know hasn't had too many people come up in my in my last podcast interview. I'll give you a little update. I said to you that I'd never been recognised in uniform. Well, uh, just straight after our podcast, I was um, doing some speed detection and I pulled someone over and gave them a ticket. And after I gave them the ticket, the last thing they said to me was, "I just want to ask you a question. Were you on Survivor?" <laughs> yeah, so just, just have a little laugh because we'd only just said that I had. Ne- I was glad that I'd never been recognised in uniform, and then like then the next happens. week, I, for the first time, I was. So I just had a little. So Anita will get recognised tomorrow. Then basically, that's what you're saying. Did you still give him a ticket, Maddie? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was already written. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's the one thing I'll say with that is that and I think we might have talked about this, Matt, but I know we've talked about this previously on the show. Is that Channel Ten is a great network for Survivor to exist because Channel 10 isn't a 9 or a 7 and they don't really jump um, off a cliff as soon as the ratings get bad. Like, they, they, they stick with it. And I think Survivor is also a show which they pay attention to 10 play. They, they It's it's always trending on social media. Uh, and they also, yeah, I think, yeah. really do notice the overseas fans too, which I think appreciates it as well. So Channel 10, as much as I may have issues with the style that they do the show is, I, I, I can't applaud them enough for being committed enough to sticking around with this show. Um, so that's great. And I'm just, I'm actually just looking here at the ratings quickly. I've pulled them up um, for this week. And one in particular, I think, which stands out on Monday night, um, Australian Survivor beat Australia's Got Talent and did that not only just start up again. So that's a good thing yeah. when it can beat another reality show. And, yeah, it's only 100-odd thousand behind the block. So um, that's and a good sign. It's... And it's a it is a great season. Like this has been a really I like I said it started off a little slow, but it all up. It's in eight episodes. It's been a great season. Oh, the so challenges I, I, are great. Look, at, I mean, like the production's great. Like the you know the I love you know I mean as a fan and now as you know as someone who's played it, you watch them you know with those beautiful drone shots and and um, the location and the challenges and oh I I just love it all. I really yeah. I. I'll always be a fan, but to be to have played is just the most wonderful experience. But you know, it, oh, it's it's just great to watch. Really good to watch. And I, Anita, your your point on the family side of things, I think that's something we discussed in some of our American conversation. I feel that. Um, the US version in particular is really shifting towards the younger. Like they, they, they do heavily focus on, um, appeasing children now, which is not something that you did back in the day. Cause we've all been there since the beginning of Survivor. So we know how it was marketed back in the day, but you notice that now, like with Propes, he's always got a kid in the, in the audience, yeah, you know, in gets the, audience. the winner and, you know, things like that. And yeah. he's always saying, like, we appreciate you parents letting the kids stay up. So I think it's, and the, it's, and, it's, it's good like, that it's they like do the that. childhood dream. Like one day you could, you too could be, you know, playing your favourite dream, you know, like that, that's, yeah. that's really cool, I think. 
you know. And we're only, I mean, it could happen next season. I haven't seen the full cast, but we're only going to be a season or two away from a contestant on the US version being born after Borneo premiered. So that you got to think about <laughs> that, guys. Like, wow, um, like that's going to yeah, be crazy, crazy. what happens. And look at Christy. Christy used to watch it with her dad. She yeah. was a little girl. No, well, that, I was cool. to age me, uh, and Matt, you're not that much older than I am. And I'm not saying Anita, you are, but you are a little bit older. I than am. I, am. Um, yeah. I was 13 when Borneo started, and I watched it for, as a 13 year old from the very beginning. So I've, Survivor has been part wow. of more than half of my life. So well, I was in my thirties, yeah. so it, yeah, it, was, I was, it was it was the best time for me. You know, it was great. Yeah. So thirteen. Yeah. So Matt, you would have. You, I think yeah, you're three I was, years I was older 17. than me. Yeah, I was seventeen. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was seventeen. And when it I was I was having on. a conversation the other day about somebody about this. Is like I love it when you now have conversations with certain fans because. It's it's that dynamic of a lot of these people that fans who are super fans, but they started watching it like in the twenties, like in the season twenties, like season twenty four, twenty five. Like my first season was like South Pacific or that. So like their perception of greatness and kind of this, like they go back and watch the older seasons and say, "Wow, that's so dated and all this sort of stuff." Like, <laughs> I, like I had a conversation with somebody the other day. It was um, on uh, another fucking Survivor site that Luke runs. Great, great website. Check it out. And there was oh, I got into. Yeah. A, I, yeah, no, he's fantastic, and he's what he's doing is really, really good. And I got into a debate with a, a person in his poll that he was doing, where basically Michaela was beating Kelly Wigglesworth in terms of a legend yeah. season. And, like, oh, wow. they were basically, this person got into a thing saying, like, Kelly's so boring, Michaela any day. And I'm sort of like, you do realise the, the status, like, Kelly Wigglesworth is that status of Survivor, that she's, a, like, an icon of the show. And they were basically saying, like, no, she's not. Like, it's like... She's the original runner-up. You, you don't understand. That's, that's exactly as you said, Anita. It's a generational thing. Like you've got these fans who don't appreciate that status. It's like how I wouldn't no. appreciate a certain no. AFL player or somebody like that because I didn't uh, understand who they were because I'm younger. Like it's it's really interesting, isn't it? How we got to that phase of Survivor because twenty years next year that is crazy. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? And you know, you wonder like all those these newer fans if they you know went back and watched those really early shows they would yeah. just like flip, wouldn't they? It is very <laughs> different. It is like if you ever go do a rewatch and like Borneo is a jarring experience to watch if you're not if you haven't watched it in a while or you're unfamiliar with it because yeah. it's almost yeah. like a documentary. It's very it's not <laughs> what you expect. In in their yellow coats, they got their yellow. Um... The conch shell oh, when they walked in. Jeff yeah. Probst literally says you can oh, stay here and stay dry. Like, and, and so, some of them are even wearing um, like sunglasses. Which yeah, not they were allowed, allowed sunglasses it, it, in the first few seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's and, and, and like, you actually see oh. some of the crew. You actually see you some do. of the crew in yeah. filming. Yeah, I think and like what's really interesting and like Anita, if you haven't watched in a while, like, I definitely thoroughly I recommend it because and this is well, my if point. I should. And this is my defense of Australian Survivor 2002 because I think it's literally got to a point where people are so negative on it and they think we've got this great polished Channel 10 version now, it feels like Survivor, that didn't, that no one's actually gone and rewatched it to give it another chance. And that's what I did and my perception got changed. I'm not saying everyone's going to. I, I, I'm sure that a lot of people will I'm biased, I'm afraid. Yeah, but it'll be hard. But yeah. Yes, I get it. But it's just, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And, I mean, Australian Outback yeah. is still, to me, a top five season because uh, it's just... Oh, 
Yeah. I, I wish I wish Channel Nine would buy the rights to that original Channel Nine. It's a bit like with the wrestling when the WWE bought the WCW rights. So it would be great to. Um, yeah, just so then they could have it on, you know, have it on 10, uh, 10 All Access or whatever, just so the Survivor fans can actually go back and, and properly watch it. And, yeah, and, and, and actually, it is a season, you know. It is, it's a season that uh, it's a season I, I applied for. So when I tell people that I've applied three times, you know, that's one of my seasons. So. And I would still, I yeah. still argue, I will argue with anyone that Rob Dixon is the greatest player to ever play Australian Survivor. He controlled that game from start to end and just he played a very strong game. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, uh, Sophie Robert says, <laughs> "Have you guys had Boost Juice, or do you not like it and find Top Juice better?" <laughs> well, I actually had a Boost Juice the other day in a long ah. skirt um, the day before the premiere to cheers Janine and to um, support Sarah wearing a long skirt. There you go. I saw that photo. That was a great photo, yes. actually, Nina. I love Boost. I love. I'm a bit of a banana buzz girl. <laughs> I, well, I have to admit, I'm not a Boost kind of guy. It might come <laughs> as a shock. It might come as a shock to some of the listeners, but uh, no. You're I, a donut I, and coffee guy, aren't you? You're a Coke man. <laughs> yes, I would much prefer. Well, I'm not on keto diet, but I have changed to Pepsi Max now. So oh, I'm not Matt, you I had wa- your respect was- so much, but Pepsi, come on. <laughs> I've sold out, and I'm a Pepsi Max guy now, so I've no I cut down on the sugar. You but didn't unfortunately, even go Coke yeah, Zero. Quite... You went Pepsi. You, you switched oh. to the dark. No one chooses Pepsi over Coke <laughs> if they're mentally stable. What's wrong with oh, you? That's Coke Zero. That's uh, that's that's if there's no Pepsi Max. Uh, but hey, I've oh. I've got I've got off the sugar. I liked you so much better until 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Just. What's going on? Um, Layla, I actually like this. This is interesting. I didn't know this about Andy. Andy apparently is such an ultra fan that he apparently has even gone to know-it-alls over in the US on Rob Has a Podcast with Stephen and Rob. That's that's incredible. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, now, Layla, actually, I, I like this question, and I, I feel I wow. know the answer to this one for all of us. Ben, Anita, and Matt, which of these three do you fall into? A, casual fan. Uh, so you watch Survivor, but that's it. B, you're a super fan, watches it, interacts online with others, and knows the game well. Or C, a super duper fan, so you watches and rewatches some seasons, interacts with others online, has attended a couple of Survivor events, knows the games very well. Actually, there's a fourth one here. I didn't realize that. The fourth one, ultra fan, watches and rewatches all the seasons, goes all over the world to fan events, lives and breathes Survivor. Gosh. How many ultra fans would there be? Um, I'm just well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I'm just a like. I'm a super fan. I love. I watched them all, but I can't quote like who. Do you remember that very moment? Blah blah blah. Like I, you know, no. So I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm just a good fan. A good fan. Well, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, like you know how people like you're a bit the same, Maddie. You like I, I, you know, I know of winners and stuff like that, but I can't quote every little thing from every. Like you guys were talking before, I was like, oh my god, what was that from again? I can't remember. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say I'm probably second from the top, only because the I've only only probably from season one to twelve, I've I've rewatched multiple times. After and then oh, like God, season, season oh yes yeah, season nineteen I you know I've watched a couple of times um, but sort of those ones you know from thirteen to 
to 18 um, and then like from 21 onwards I've only watched one so I have watched every single episode ever and the early, the first probably yeah 10 seasons I've watched um, um, twice um, so like some of them the, some of like the first three or four I've watched even more than that but um, but uh, you know and I have I told you this last time Ben I um, you know I've, I went over to Governor's Camp and did what Lex and Big Tom did so you know I've did you really? Yeah, yeah, I did the hot air balloon ride at Governor's Camp, um, exactly what Big Tom and, and, and Lex did, and m- me and my brother, we um, did the exact same thing, and um, yeah, so... Um, that, was a good, that was a good one, that was a yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah, and I was actually, I was, I was in um, with my partner only um, earlier this year, we went to um, Malaysia, and I went to, I actually went to Borneo, and I was on the island that was just next to the is it the Pulatiga, the the one where they did yeah. uh, the first season. And if I had time, I would have gone and you, you could do a day tour over there. And I just I just didn't have the time. And I was there I was there with my partner, and she wouldn't have been keen on that. So, uh, but I was so I was literally on like the next main island, which wasn't too far away. And I was like, oh, I wish I could just go. You you can go and get a boat over and do a bit of a day tour. But unfortunately, I didn't get to. But yeah, so. Um, yeah, definitely. Have you class yourself as Ben? Well, uh, I mean, I kind of have to go the ultra fan just because. Um, really? I mean, I've rewatched. Look, I think post season thirty, I have only seen all of those seasons once. But pre season oh. thirty, I've watched. I've rewatched the seasons at least twice. Probably pre twenty, I've watched them at least three or four times. Um, so I've, I, every couple of years, I commit to a full rewatch. Um, so. Yes. Um, I've gone to America multiple times for events. I've been to a, a US finale. I've been to a couple of um, uh, events. Uh, I've, I, I'm actually good enough friends with some of the contestants that I've stayed at their house. I've invited a couple of them to my wedding. So, yeah. Um, oh, I kind of yeah. have to go oh, into that category, ding, I think. Ding, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you guys a funny story about how much I love the show, talking about how much fans we are. Um Back, so I told you I worked in hospitality. I was a gaming attendant, um, so I worked with all the poker machines. Now, uh, when the original Survivor came out, they ended up there was a a gaming machine um, that came out, and it was a Australian Survivor poker a pokey machine, and and I was a gaming attendant, and we and as a promo for it, they gave us like some um, some buffs. So like the actual buffs, and um, which I've still got, I've still got somewhere. I've still got. I think it's like a light blue buff. I'm not sure which, which tribe that was or whatever. And they also, I had a, a mug, uh, like a coffee mug, and it had the the Australian Survivor logo on it. And I loved it, and I kept them all up. I remember I kept them all up. We had a locker room at, at the RSL I was working. And one day I went up there and someone had cleaned out my locker for some reason because there must have been duplicate keys for it. And they've opened it up and probably thought, oh, what's this crap in here, you know? So they've taken it out, put it on a, on a seat and then put their stuff in the locker and closed it. So I've gone up and all my stuff's on the chair and it, the, the mug ended up falling off the chair and breaking. Oh. And I still, I was only like, I was only, that was what, two, probably 2001 or just, yeah. So I was, I was only young. I was like 18, 19. But I was, like I said, I was a massive fan. This is when I was watching seasons like multiple times over. And I remember, and I just watched this mug, this Australian Survivor mug, just fall on the ground and just break into like 10 different pieces. <laughs> and I remember I was so pissed off. 
I walked out and I bloody I punched there was just like this box there was like a, a key box or something and I've just punched it and walked out and I just yeah I was like pissed off for like an hour and they're all looking for me and, but yeah it just it just made me laugh because I still I still to this day I think how good would I don't know there's probably some fans out there that, that know what I'm talking about with this mug and and it was in pristine condition, never been used. And I still wish to this day, especially now that I've played the game, that I, w- I still had this original, um, you know, season one uh, uh, Channel 9 uh, Survivor mug because there wouldn't be too many of them out there. But unfortunately, it's in plenty of pieces now. I'll, I'll add quickly, <laughs> Layla, that um, I would add a fifth category to that, and that would be the ultra super duper super super fan. Um, I know plenty of them who can name any player, name any season episode. That, they yeah, travel to... That- Everything there is. A, there's a core group in the US who will camp out at every finale. They they just do everything. Um, oh, I love that. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, look, I I would the only bit I that ultra fan I would take out for me would I, I don't necessarily live and breathe Survivor, and not in the way that I used to during the real peak Survivor Oz days. But I still love the game. I love the show. It's in my top five favorite TV shows of all time. I've, and it's it's changed my life in the last decade in terms of where i am in terms of friendships and and opportunities that i've had so um i've been very lucky so it's a great show and i think a lot of a lot of people out there have uh, similar positions to all of us that they love the show and it's brought them great opportunities so great question Layla. Uh, yeah. A few more of these. We'll get through. Uh, da, 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 uh, Latifah's. We've sort of touched on this one. Said, is David getting a typical over-the-top edit that Benji and Henry got? Uh, look, we've, we touched on that one before. I don't really think we need to talk too much about that one. Um, uh, let's see here. What else we've got here? I'm, I'm saving Granny Survivor to last because she has always got a good things to um, get there as well. Uh, is the editing... This one's from Saxon. Is the editing on Australian Survivor getting worse, especially when some players still have zero confessionals and with 90-minute episodes... That is no excuse. I mean, we did touch on that before, um, but I guess they've sort of added the fact that, you know, given it's 50 days, do you feel like they're doing this deliberately so we lose David, Daisy, Janine, Matt, Luke, pre-merge? Like, I mean, that's kind of a good point. Do you think they're kind of just going, hey, get these guys out of the way with and all of a sudden Casey's going to own the game or something like that? Mm, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I think they're just, it's it's... The characters that'll that'll make good TV. Yeah, well, I never, I never thought we'd, I never thought we'd see a player get get voted out seventh with no confessionals and no backstory. So I True. think, I think, I think right now you don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Like that's why I didn't think she was going that night because you thought, well, we haven't seen a backstory. She's had I no don't confessionals see Luke or Sean or David going anytime no. soon. Yeah. So I think at the moment, you know what, Kate, someone like a Casey or a Hannah, you know what. They might not get a backstory either. For all we know, anything goes now. I reckon. I yeah. I think true. Like we said, if that means it's going to be better ratings, then so be it. Leah P, long term listener. I like this question. This is a new one. Uh, Matt and Anita, would you two compete? On the Amazing Race together, if Australian Amazing Race, which is coming back, very excited, yes. uh, did a theme like the US one, pairing former reality shows together, maybe The Bachelor versus MasterChef versus Survivor, that could work. <laughs> we would be. I reckon we'd be a pretty good team, don't you reckon, Anita? We both love travelling. We would be yeah. a good team. Um, I think um, Hanan and Damien, our partners, would go get bloody good, good written to them. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think we would. I think, um, I don't know. I, I would be up for it. I'd definitely be up for it. No, I think we'd do yeah. well, Anita. I really think we'd do well. And you know what? To be honest, it would be great because... 
although we were on the same tribe, we unfortunately, you know, the fact that I was only there one night, we never got to explore um, our, you know, our relationship as friends and, and how well we get along. And we've only done that since the show's finished. So to be able to go on something like that and actually get let people see how we interact together and for ourselves, you know, you you would yeah, you'd have the smarts and not you know because like I just sort of fumble my way through, I imagine, but I reckon we'd be okay. Could you do those eating challenges though? Because I couldn't do those gross things. <laughs> no, that's where I'd struggle. I don't, oh. I don't eat balut. That's my oh, fear in history. That's old school too, isn't it? We don't see any of that. No, where's that? They... Where's that wheel where they have to eat those? Oh gross yes, stuff? bring it back. Oh. Bring back. Bring back the uh, – I love the auction. I'm, I'm glad the Australian Survivor still does the auction. I'm a, I'm a huge yeah. – The one – actually, you know the one I was thinking about the other day, which they have not done, I don't even think since maybe Guatemala, remember when somebody would win the reward and then they designated who got the food? So, like, kind of the first one was, like, a, a burger and fries and then the last one was, like, a bowl of dirty rice. Like, uh, that yeah. always showed a great pecking order. Like, I think they should bring yes. that back. Yes, I like that. That was a great <laughs> yeah, no, that was a great challenges, they were funny. Yeah. They were really good, weren't they? Oh, you, they they got to have a food one. Like, yeah, that it's yeah, definitely. I, I think really if you go on a, they may have done that with ours. I remember thinking, oh god, I just can't. I, you know, I know. I never, I never mentioned. I never told anyone, like, or producers or anything that that I didn't. That I, oh, my biggest fear is eating the balut. So people that don't know what that is, that's where you've got the the egg, thing, the, 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 the egg that's sort of um, already ma- matured, matured yeah. into like a yeah, and, and it's a big delicacy, and especially like in the Philippines and places like that. Where to me, I, I just physically couldn't do it. So I made sure I didn't mention that at all because you know if you mention it, the first yeah, thing they're going to do back. is um is bring that back and make you do it. So. The only food on Survivor that I've ever thought I couldn't eat was when on Thailand they did the tarantula. I just hate spiders. I just could not eat that tarantula. <laughs> no. Yeah, those things, like, that would bother me. Like even on Survivor, like bugs and lizards and, you know. Did you see that thing the other night, Maddie, and Ben on Survivor? The crab? I think David, no, the David was no, getting The, the, the sea slug. Oh. No, there was a running in the background. Oh, the mongoose or whatever, yeah, the- but but we did see we we did see the sea slug as well. Was it John that um that went and ate a little bit of it or, or something like that? that oh, we terrible. went and caught it and it had a fish inside of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> I got one of those, but they weren't keen on that. Oh um, no, I couldn't do that. Here's a here's a good one for you, Anita. Hilda asks, uh, says, well, sorry, says, really happy with this week's guest, Anita. I love you on your season as an American. Oh, I appreciate. Okay. I appreciate seeing older players playing. I was so shocked you got the boot with a single vote and more upset that you didn't get a chance to return to the game. Uh, had you come back, what were your plans and do you think you could have made the merge? Mm. Well, thank you so much, Hilda. Um, yes, oh, that's true. I, I am. I only did get that one vote. Um, so, so as said, you know, um, in, in previously um, that I felt pretty comfortable because – Coming back into the game, I still had um, a strong alliance with the two girls, Shani and Fenella, who then were obviously working with Benji and Robbie. Um, so moving forward, or we sort of figured that it would be probably, you know, it would be Heath and Tegan gone and then maybe, well, then um, Paige and then Zach. And so 
we were sort of hoping, well, I would have seen like you, you do your numbers in your head. And I thought once I get into the merge situation, it's sort of a bit everyone for yourself. But I'd sort of, you know, I remember, you know, winking to Sean and, and smiling to Jackie at different challenges. So I sort of was keen to sort of, you know, further my um, – explore relationships with those guys you know so yeah I would have loved to have done that that would have yeah definitely been a great thing to you know see where you go further than that way but no I was I was confident that um I was quite okay with where I was sitting within the tribe yeah awesome Thanks for that one, Hilda. Great question. A um, couple more here, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, some of these are sort of game ones as well. Uh, Mitch, you, you answered these ones, Matt, on uh, your one a couple of weeks ago, so this one's for Anita. Um, Anita, who was, to you, the biggest diva around camp on your tribe? Diva? Mm. Oh, probably me. <laughs> no. Oh, we didn't really have any divas. We were, you know, no one was... Like you mean demanding of attention and time and first served and all of that? Did anyone mm. complain about food and being hungry? Was there any complainers on there? Like who was always hungry or I'm sick of eating uh, rice? Like- Zach. Zach. <laughs> he was hungry. Um, no, like they were like, no, I wouldn't. I didn't, we didn't really have any divas. You're so nice, um, Anita. You're just so darn nice, aren't you? You're still always playing the game, aren't you? Hey, yeah, <laughs> Mitch also adds a follow up here. Who was the most annoying that you would be pleased to send them off to Exile Island? Annoying. Hmm. You know you want to answer this. Don't be so nice. You don't. You know you want to give me an answer. Annoying. They're not listening. <laughs> how did you, How did you get on with Stevie? <laughs> yeah, Stevie was annoying, but he was already gone. So oh, we made sure of that. Yeah. He still lasted. He was still on there for 10 days to annoy her, though. He was. Yeah, he was annoying. Okay. He would be annoying. He would just do these crazy things. Like, I don't know. I thought he was a plant. I'm thinking, this guy, <laughs> he, he was nutty as. I don't know. He would say stupid jokes. Um, and the way he was sort of, you know, you know, he had the boys, and I'm like, oh my God, guys, are you serious? Like, I remember that time he built a crab trap outside our, um, on the beach, and he's digging this big hole, and then he put these palm fronds on it, and then he's cut up, well, I'd cut up coconut, and he's taken my cut up coconut to put in the bottom of the thing to attract the crabs. And when I'm scratching my head, and I'm thinking, don't freaking crabs, buddy, crawl out of there, Steve. Or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's some stuff. I've got a question for you, Anita, then. I'm going to jump in and do a listener question to Anita. Um, oh. What did you think about the four boys going out naked into the into the <laughs> beach? It was, uh, the awesome foursome going naked and, and it was only well, you was the only one. Remember I had a fry pan in my hand? Well, I went to smack one of them and then they were going to call me a bull or be mean because I was going to smack them because they were being <laughs> I I've got teenage sons, so that didn't oh. Did they? Did they? Did they have a measuring contest? No, <laughs> that I was aware of. Oh, jeez! Sure people egos? thought it. <laughs> have you noticed? Oh. Have you noticed whenever they um they show uh, John from behind that they're always blurring a little bit below the yes. bum? Like, you I've know, noticed that. Just pointing yeah. it out oh. there, if people aren't realizing that, like John, yeah, okay, yep, he's he's <laughs> doing well in life. 
So it's not, it's not just the, it's <laughs> not just he, the mullet that he's either, he's either he's either got oversized testicles or he's just well endowed. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, sorry, Anita. This went down the toilet quickly. Um, Selma, for you, Matt says. Um, well, says Matt, you still have the most memorable first boot tribal council. But did you contact Anastasia to welcome her to the first boot group? I did, yeah, I did. It's um, Des did the same thing for me um, when obviously my episode aired, and he um, and you know he saw me got voted out. He did, he gave me a call just to you know just see how I was after viewing the episode, and um, yeah, so so ready. Did you contact Anastasia? Yeah, so I. I oh, that's nice. Yeah, I haven't spoken to her on the phone, but yeah, I, I sent her a, a nice. Um, I sent her a message just to make sure she's okay, and you know it's not easy. I guess it's not easy whenever you get voted out, but especially when you're the first. You, you know, everyone's disappointed that that well, you know, especially yourself that you you only got that um, you know, you only got that short. A lot of people of, remember all the first, don't they? That, yeah, that's right. It was just, it was just, yeah, it was great. We ended up having a really long sort of chat over social media about it all, and oh, uh, that's and, and, and and honestly, like, oh, just I really wish I got to see more of Anastasia. I think she she just would have brought something a little bit different to to what we've seen in the last few few years. And yeah, and she seemed like a, a, a great person and someone that wanted to really be there. So yeah, it's it's a big shame. Who knows? Who knows? Ben, you may see me and her one day. On a first boot returnee, you never say never. never Who knows? Never. Look at look at Francesca. <laughs> she got back and yeah, that. that twice. So you know. You know. <laughs> um, this is an interesting question, actually. Chris asks, "Can Janine play the contenders' idol now that she is one of them? Do you think that's a legitimate thing she? Can I do? think she can. Can she not? Why couldn't she not? Yeah, I I don't see why she couldn't. No. Well, it, it, it depends on how it was worded. Like, we did, did that say that they she had to give it to someone to, to make it? You don't, yeah, we don't know. I mean, who knows what what happens now that she is a contender? They haven't really covered off on it, but but yeah, sort of. You, when they read out, when she read out the the form, it kind of the parchment. It kind of said that. Um, I thought it said she had to then give it to someone else, but you know, who knows? Yeah, interesting. Oh. Let's um, mm. let's. Let's close out this with a couple of fun games here from our regular Sasha and Granny Survival. Start with Sasha. Now, Matt, you played a bit of this, uh, so I'll, I'll bring you into this as well. Oh, and so what this game is, it is kiss, slap, or hug. So basically, I will give you the name of a contestant. We have six Australian Survivor contestants and I think seven US Survivor contestants. And basically... Oh, so this sounds like, this sounds like a regular night around the bomb. Yeah, pre- pre- pretty much. But this, this isn't like a ding, marry, kill where basically you can have to choose one per person. I'll just give you a name and you can slap all of them. You can kiss all of them. You can hug all of them. Like You don't have to use each and of them sporadically. So kiss, slap. slap, or hug? Hug. Okay. Okay. So let And Matt, you're into this as well. So uh, I'll both give you a name. The first person, whether you would kiss, slap, or hug, these are Australian contestants. Luke. Oh, I'd hug him. Yeah, def- definitely hug. He's good to watch. Abby. Um, I'd give her a hug. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd slip in a cheeky kiss probably. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Dez. Just on the cheek. On, on, just on the cheek. On the cheek. Just a friendly one. On the cheek, okay. Uh, what would you do with Dez? Oh, I've given Dez a kiss. He's a sweetheart. 
Yes, I think Des has given me a kiss as well. So Des has given everyone a kiss. That was a, a wild night out. He's he, a friendly he's man. A man. He is uh, a fun man. Speaking yeah. of giving a kiss, uh, Craig. Oh, I've given Craig plenty of kisses. He's gorgeous. <laughs> I'll give him a hug. Craig. Oh, he's gorgeous. He's great. What about uh, our dear old beloved Zach? I'd slap him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll slap him, but it'll be all in good fun. He, he'll be, he can take it. <laughs> Say oh, keto one more time. Him. Say it. That, yeah, uh, that's what I'm slapping him for, all the keto talk I had to friggin' listen to. But, uh, <laughs> Zach's, Zach's fantastic. Uh, the final one from uh, this season's Matt. Mm. I give him a hug. Yeah, um, I haven't quite taken to him, so I'll, I'll give him a slap as well. I think. <laughs> uh, so some some US contestants for you now. This is good. Sasha says Denise again. That could be Denise Stapley. That could be like lunch lady Denise. Um, let's go with Denise Stapley because she's a winner. Why not? Uh, what would we do with Denise? What? Well, you know, it's funny, Ben, when you said Denise, I first, I immediately thought of Lunch Lady Denise. It's funny well, you said that. let's go with That's Lunch a... Lady Denise. We're on Mullets. Because, because I, I know, because I even remember at the reunion, didn't they give her money because she was, she got, yeah, she, she couldn't lied. work at the tuck shop anymore because she lied. Because I know they said that she couldn't, she couldn't work at the tuck shop anymore because they were, too, um, too, you know, the kids were too distracted or something. So She basically, so, and she got found out that she sort of stretched the truth a little bit and that she didn't lose a job and she basically gave the money back. So, yes. Uh, really? Oh, wow. Really? I well. learned, yeah. I'm glad I brought that up. Well, then, for that, I'll slap her then. I'm going to slap her too. <laughs> I, I, I was, a, I mean, China's a great season and uh, I love Denise. She was probably my favourite when I watched that season. Her and Amanda. I was a big Amanda fan mm. for other reasons. But, um, yeah. yes. Did, did that really happen? It did, yeah. No, she, and she like she apologized. Like she, it's not like she was just being evil. Like she, she kind of like stretched the truth a little bit, and she was found out, and then kind of she was, you know, profusely sorry for it and everything. I think that like mullet's that, bigger so. than longer than Johnny's, isn't it? Though. Yeah, no, that's a decent mullet that Denise has got too, yeah. and I still think she's got it from what I've seen pictures of her recently. So um, yeah, there you wow. go. Uh, ever, speaking of mullets, not really a mullet, but Rupert. What would we do with Rupert? Oh, I give him a hug. I love him. Yeah, go give him a, he, he's he's another icon player, isn't he? He's sort of. I would have loved. Think, him. I would have loved to th- him to have played last year. I oh, was how thinking, would you, you mean? Know, Rupert and comes out instead of Russell. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember thinking, oh, you know, if there was an American, like if they, you know, you thought about an American playing last year, I, um, when we were playing, I was thinking maybe Rupert. <laughs> What was your oh, take, Anita, on Russell? Because I know we talked to Matt a little bit about that, but what was your take when you saw Russell? Well, I know everyone's like, you would probably be quite surprised to hear this. You know, um, as a fan of the game, an old school fan, you know, he took two females to the end. So I actually would have aligned myself with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. I, like, you know, who's going to vote him again? Yeah, true. He knows um, how to play the game. I would have co- ridden his coattails. <laughs> Corinne, what would we do with Corinne? Yeah, she, she's very outspoken, isn't she? But, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll give her a hug. Yeah. Um, see, I like her. She, uh, yeah. I'll give her a hug. Okay. Uh, Sue Hawk. Slap your back. 
Yeah, she would. She would slap twice as hard back. Yeah. <laughs> Sue Hawk. What would we do with Sue Hawk? Oh, I'd kiss her. She's gorgeous. <laughs> well, I, I already covered this one off on my last podcast, and that was all. Remember, I said I'd run away. That's right, yeah. That actually used to be the option here. Sasha used to give the option of uh, kiss, slap, hug, or run away. I don't know why she's removed one of the options. Um, Kelly Wentworth. Oh, she's gorgeous. I love her. You probably think I would be crazy. I think um, I'd give her a hug. I, the mother and me would give her a cuddle. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to give her a kiss. Oh, I'm not on slapping the... anyone, am I? Nah, you're too nice, Anita. You're too nice, Anita. Slap oh, the shit really? out of But everyone thinks I'm a big meanie and a bully, so that's no. weird. Well, here you go. Here's your last opportunity. What would you do with Richard okay. Hatch? Mm, well, see, I loved him from day one, so I'd give him <laughs> a cuddle. If I saw him, I really would. <laughs> And, and you know, and you know, I said I'd let him kiss me. Yeah, absolutely, beautiful. <laughs> All right, last one. Save the best for last. Granny Survivor. Now, Granny's got some questions in the game. I'm just going to see the Granny. Game. So uh, she's a long-term listener who sends in some great questions and um, also adds a bit of a game. I'm going to just do the game here because the questions we've pretty much covered. Uh, but I'll just read out her comment. She says, hello, dears. So excited for this podcast, talking about hello, Granny Survivor. Dear, she loves to call you all dears. She's a, she's a dear old person, Granny Survivor. How old is she? Uh, old enough to use a computer um, and old enough to use the word dear. Um, so <laughs> She's old. <laughs> 1920s? I don't know. Um, I've also <laughs> fallen in love with South African Survivor, and right now it is the best Survivor of 2019. She also adds, Luke is such a joy to watch, and David is all right, just as long as they tone down his edit and let others have a story. Uh, so oh, happy to have a joint... She's she's great. She's so happy to have a joint podcast with two former players. Happy to hear from Matt again, and welcome, Anita. Hoping for another one Aww. next with Des and Andrew. Right, so the game, though... Um, it's a true or false game, and basically, I will. Mm. There's five different things here, uh, based on the history of uh, U.S. Survivor, and you have to oh, tell gosh. me if it's true or false. So I feel like I need to tally this to see who will win. Uh, you only got oh. a couple of these last time, didn't you, man? I think from memory. Oh, I, I, I was oh. rubbish, oh, and that was with your help. That was with your help. I was still right, rubbish. No help from me this time. Okay, is this is this like an ultra fan questions? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it prob- yeah, but at the same time, you've got a 50-50 shot here. Just be Andy and flip a coin. How did he get a coin out there, by the way? Has anyone covered this? Uh, like- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Does he just say to a producer, been. you got a coin? I've got a really great idea for a confessional. <laughs> Might have washed um, up on the beach. If we uh, ever get Andy on this show, and I'm sure we will one day because I love Andy, um, I'm, that's going to be a question. It. Where did you get a coin? Um, all right, yeah. true or false, number one. Shapira was singing songs related to rain on All Stars. True. Oh, false. And the point goes to Anita. Uh, (laughs) Did I not tell you I'm rubbish at this? Your form's not carrying on here, Matt. Uh, (laughs) uh, Question number two. The Better Homes and Island Living Reward Challenge on All Stars was the third recurring challenge that uses an outside party. Oh. False. Yeah, false. I don't recall that. Yeah. It is false because it was the second to do so after the SOS challenge. Do you remember the SOS challenge? 
Yeah, I remember that. With yep, yep, yep. They used to make the big sign on the beach where, where the plane they had would to, fly yeah, over. The plane went across or whatever, and had to yeah. Big Tom <laughs> stuck a feather in his bum crack to try and get some attention there. Yeah. Yeah, All Stars is still my favourite season. God, I love that season. Um, number three, Rob Sestanino still holds the record for third best all-time confessionals for a male in his first season of playing. Ooh. True. Well, well, he had that one – he had that classic – there was that one classic uh, confessional he did, and I think it was towards the end of the season. So, yeah, I'm going to say true. Correct. It is true. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. Can we just check the tally right at this the, moment? The score is 3 2. <laughs> um, you could win it all here, uh, Anita, should uh, Matt stuff up again. Tina Wesson wrote an inspirational book entitled Outlive, Outlaugh, Outlove that was published in 2006. True. Oh, well, I know the. Um, what was the guy that came third? The guy that couldn't cook the rice? Keith. Keith Famey. Keith, I know he wrote a book. So, how many people are writing a book on that season? So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the odds and say false. No. See, 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 Matt, you, you think about the odds here. You go with what Anita says, and then no matter what the answer is, you still can tie it. But you fucked up. You lost. Uh, it was true. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you got voted out first. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, the so this is making me an ultra fan now. Well, apparently, it did actually used to be in the contract that you weren't allowed to write books. I think it still is. Like, um, but I mean, I don't think it was about their time on Survivor. But it used to be very strictly enforced that you know you can't go out and write a book about your time on Survivor. So um, yeah, somehow they yeah. got away with it back then. Number five. This is this is oh this is it. One. Number this is it. You've already won, but like you can go perfect. Here. Perfect game here, Anita. Courtney <laughs> oh, Courtney sure. Yates. Courtney Yates is the third hey. female runner up. To be voted out on a returning player season. Oh, I don't know this. Just say, say that question one more time. Yes. Courtney Yates is the third yep. female runner-up to be voted out on a returning player season. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to think. Return. Courtney. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to say true. That was the the you know Courtney the blonde head skinny skinny girl. Yeah. Well, say the question again. She was. So she was the third female runner-up to be voted out on a returning player season. I'd say true. What did you say, Maddie? Yeah, I I said true. You're both wrong. She Uh. was the second. So um, no female runner-up appeared on either All-Stars or Micronesia. Uh. Stephanie was the first on Heroes vs. Villains, followed by Uh. Courtney, then Amanda, and then Danielle. Yeah, so that was there a hard one, yeah. That's a that good question. A That's a great question. I like yeah. those ones. That's good ultra, job, Granny. That is. That's one of those ones who attend all the events and do this and do that. Uh, guys, this granny. has been a lot of fun. Um, thank you both. Anita, first of all, to you, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you oh, on the show. We will, we will do it again. You're welcome back anytime. So thank fun. you. It was really fun. I didn't expect it to be as fun as it did. That's a yeah, no, common really common good. perception of this show. They think, oh, why would I do that? <laughs> and then they come on and they have fun. So that's and our. Why motto. do you live in New Zealand now? Ah, well, you know, you you marry a Canadian. There's a visa issue. It's kind of like Switzerland. You know, she can't live in Australia. Uh-huh. I can't live in Canada. So uh, <laughs> you know, bloody governments. <laughs> Although, except for the Canadian government is great because I'm applying for that visa soon. They're amazing. What a great government they are. 
So whoever that government will <laughs> you... be in a month's time. <laughs> so, just saying. Thank you, Ben, um, for having me. Thanks for chatting. You're most welcome. And Matt, pleasure. Uh, I lost respect for you with the Pepsi comment, but at the end of the day, you're still a, you're still a great man. So thank you for being on the show once again. No, excellent. Uh, thanks for having me again, Ben. And hopefully, when the um, yeah the American seasons come around, we can we can catch up again and uh, chew the fat a bit and talk a bit of bit more Survivor. We definitely will. And speaking about chewing the fat and speaking Survivor, next week we aim to be back with the next three. So hoping to bring these a bit more frequently now rather than kind of just covering eight episodes. We'll try and do it weekly. But uh, next week we're lining up Zach, another Season 5 player on the show. The man, the myth, the legend that is Zach uh, will be on next week. So uh, tune in for that. I'm, I'm sure both Anita and Matt will be sending in their listener questions already about keto and everything uh, else in between. Um, I, can, so. I can tell you right now I will be sending in a listener question. That's guaranteed. Great, fantastic. And everybody else, uh, thank you for the list of questions. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the podcast channels, leave us some feedback. We appreciate that. And outside of Survivor, we have some great content as well that we would love for you to listen, so uh, hit us up. And also the OzNetwork.net, the one-stop shop for all the episodes as well. Until then, thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben, and we'll speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.